Seth Castellum. Uh, and I'm Chris Dunn. And this is episode 130 of the TV Lust Video Game Podcast, available at tvlust.net. You can check wait, us out on wait, iTunes. Wait, What? Isn't, isn't this episode 30? No. I, no. I read that on the site. I thought alcohol was supposed to make you funnier. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> I thought alcohol was supposed to make you nice. I, told, I don't care what you guys make me feel better. As long as I think I'm funny. See, that's see, see the problem is we have to explain that joke. That's the problem with that joke. You're not. He, he's wasted. You can't get through to him. At okay. This point. That was a really bad joke. The podcast is ruined. I'll, I'll see you guys next week. All right. <laughs> this is episode Wait. 130. You can get us on TVLS.net. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. Enjoy the show. It's been a couple weeks. I was in Japan for a couple of those weeks, and then I don't know. I don't know what happened last weekend. I think I think I had something to do. I think is what it was. So yeah, you canceled. I did cancel. I did cancel last week. I woke up. I woke up just to see. Can- why, why did I even wake up, Craig? <laughs> why are you waking was, up at noon? Like what are you? It doing was like with your noon. Life? I could have slept another four hours, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, after all the times I've ditched you guys, you, you're welcome to to one. You usually give a heads up, not the same day. Like, oh, it's noon. No, so it's, it's usually the same day, but it's more like, you know, an hour. <laughs> right. We just have to accept the fact he has like season passes to Walt Disney World, and he's just going to go like every fucking day. I, like, how do you? Hey, I won't be there for another like six weeks. Okay, I, I know it's like every like six weeks. <laughs> I, I can I can understand like you all, you obviously have some sort of season pass right you have season tickets we How, have annual like, we have annual passes uh, and we also have Disney Vacation Club so it's like does, does these pass these I mean does that mean you can go whenever the hell you want uh, it it covers park tickets for all throughout the year um, and Disney Vacation Club gives us um, a certain number of ho- points to use toward hotel rooms basically so when we go we have to pay for plane tickets and then like food. You sound like my grandparents and Atlantic City. Like, Caesar's Palace is totally covering our room stay if we gamble a bajillion dollars. Yeah, you don't know want to want to know how much we spend on, like, food and booze and... Hey, and whatever, whatever makes you happy. I mean, it's fun to make fun of. Don't get me wrong, but you, you can do whatever you want. Um, I, I, as I said, went to Tokyo. It was, like, my millionth time going, and... Um, I wish I could just stay there. I didn't want to come home. And I wish you would have stayed there too, because you didn't bring me back any fucking video games, Craig. <laughs> That's you know what I looked for you guys' video games, and I found like I think one or two of yours, Seth. But yeah. They, but they were they were really expensive, like basically pretty close to what you would have paid on like eBay here. Oh, it's ridiculous. And which ones did you find, by the way? Just some of the fighting games for PS2 or what? Uh, I think it was something else, but I forget. Um, okay. Chris, I found you wanted Retro Game Challenge Two or Game Center CX Two, right? Chris? Yes. And I found that, but I found like apparently there was like a special edition release for that, and it came with like some book, and it was like eighty dollars, and I'm pretty sure you didn't want to shit pay that. So, so that's basically. Yeah, I'd rather not, considering I probably can't play most of it because I don't read Japanese. But <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's expensive. Yeah. So finding games this time was was tough. I don't. I don't. I don't really understand um, why. It, it was just very strange. I mean, um, you know, a couple of our listeners, like like Hugh and um, and uh, Fuckface, there, uh, 
Big, big dog, big dog Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. I, I knew who I knew who you were talking about when you said fuckface. I did too. <laughs> He's gonna love this. Now, our friends from New Zealand. I mean, they're they're really into Japanese culture. They're both studying the Japanese language, and they'll be studying in Japan um, next year. And you know, I guess they were telling me that they both had heard that uh, it was tough to find retro games. Now, I found all the games that I wanted. Uh, but that's because most of the games that I wanted were more, more recent. But even then, it was tough. Like, I wanted Fantasy Star Online 2 for the Vita. I only saw that in two places. You would th- I mean, that's it's such a recent release. You'd think it would be so much. Uh, nope. Saw it two places. That's it. Um, what, uh, what else? There was just a couple of games. That, like, like oh, like EX Troopers. Found the, P- P- found the PS3 version in one place and the 3DS version in one place, but it was a different place. It was expensive. It was like sixty something dollars or something. I'm like, I'm not paying that. That's crazy. I paid like twenty on Amazon for the uh, for the 3ds version. No, for the PS3 version. Yeah, I paid thirty, which is eh, it's a little much. But I mean, I didn't have to pay for like shipping or anything. Yeah. So I mean, thirty was fine for like the PS3. I didn't complain. It was brand new. It wasn't used or anything. So I was, I was fine with that. But um, yeah, no, it was just it was just really tough to find things. Most things that I wanted. Like I said, I found, but I found them in like one location, one or two locations. It was it was really difficult, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, maybe the, the the game industry is just. I mean, I don't know. Not the industry, but I guess um, just game sales just aren't what they used to be there. Because I mean, I can I can tell you this: on the trains, uh, the vast majority of people were playing games on their phones. Mm-hmm. I mean, of all ages, they were they were. I saw I saw zero Vitas. Um, I saw a couple of 3DSs, Street Pass, like a motherfucker. So people are carrying their 3DSs. They're just not, they're just not playing them. Um, everyone's playing on their phones. God damn it, phones. Uh, It's, it was definitely, it was definitely very different from the last, I mean, I was only there like two years ago. So, I mean, it was just, it was just still very different from that. And, um, but I mean, the trip as a whole is great. I, I love it there. I absolutely love Japan. It's the best place. Best best place full time. Do you just feel like a giant there? <laughs> I'm not that much taller than other people. <laughs> so yes. I got I got hit by a typhoon while I was there. I thought you were about to say car or something. <laughs> so there's actually not that much traffic in Tokyo. Huh. Um now I, there was a typhoon. And then, as I, the day after I left, like like three more typhoons and an earthquake hit. I'm like, God damn! I'm gonna fuck it. <laughs> I'm flying over the Pacific, shouting "See you, jerks!" Like on my. <laughs> oh man, yep, no, it sucks to be them. No, the typhoon was nuts. Like it was like a mini hurricane, mini brief hurricane. And then after that, like in the afternoon after it cleared up, brightest sunniest day <laughs> while I was there. Like right after that typhoon, it was great. But, I mean, the whole time, I mean, I'm stuck inside, like, playing Pokemon and watching, like, four channels of Japanese TV. Why only four channels? That's a hotel. I mean, they don't, I don't get the complete, you know, package, like, an HBO or anything. All right, well, here's the important part, Craig. Yeah. Did you have your own personalized screen on the airplane? Oh. Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Finally. This is these things are fucking great too. Like, I mean, it sucks that they're running on like 128 megs of RAM. They're slow as fuck. But it's a, it's a personalized touchscreen, and there's all just all kinds of movies you can pick up. There's movies and TV shows and music, and you can just pick whatever the fuck you want. 
Yep. It's yep. awesome. It's, I mean, there's like a little credit card slot built into the screen. But I mean, you didn't have to pay for anything. I watched all kinds of shit, and it was great. I got to pick it. I didn't, watch, I didn't have to watch what everybody else was watching. It was awesome. Yep. Yep. Cool. I actually had one of those for the first time, too. A screen in... But that's because I don't usually fly too far, so yeah. I'm on those tiny ass planes. Mm. <clears throat> it's cool. I didn't use it much because I use my, you know, my 3ds and my iPad. But it's cool to actually see one of those because, you know. And, uh, and on the cool. and on the first plane, we actually had plugs. Like there was outlets. Like I could just plug shit in and play my 3ds or whatever. Nice. Super awesome. Yeah, I got a free upgrade too because, like, I don't know. I guess with like United, they don't assign your seats like right away. I guess you can, like, go online maybe beforehand or something. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Usually I get my tickets, like, this is your seat. And I'm like, okay, cool. And this one was, like, seat unassigned. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I've never heard of that. So, you know, I, I figured yeah, I would get my seat when I checked in. I don't know. Maybe I could have done it sooner. I don't know. But, um, yeah, we went to get our boarding passes and stuff. And, you know, it's like, hey, can we, you know, I want my friend Evan. Like, can we be together? And the dude's like, uh, we don't have any seats together. But you know what? I'll just upgrade you and then you can be together. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's that easy leg room forever um and that was on the 777 uh on the way there the 777 on the way back was a lot emptier it was only like half full and there were so many like like better seats like open like it's just kind of like you know they want to charge you like 120 dollars just to get like economy plus like how about i give you 20 bucks you make 20 bucks for doing nothing because that seat's fucking empty. How about you just give it to me? Like, no. <laughs> like, this is supply and demand. You got a whole lot of fucking supply and not a lot of demand. <laughs> so <laughs> you can have this. No, it doesn't work like that. So that sucked. No free upgrade. No upgrade. No cheap upgrade even on the way back. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. But it was, a, it, was, it was a really great trip. And I mean... You know, I mean, I like my friend Evan, but I'm not, like, close with him. Like, normally I go with, like, my best friends. Every other time I've gone with Dana. So that was, you know, I don't want to get too wishy-washy about that. But, I mean, that that kind of sucked. Like, I'm normally there with Dana. And it's like, like, cool, I'm eating crepes at Tokyo Tower. I love this. But, you know, sort of, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's not, it was not an entirely awesome feeling. Um. Let's see. Uh, yeah, so I went to Tokyo, and then I came back, and then I think I broke up with my girlfriend, but I don't know. You don't know? How do you not know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, because we still, like, hang out. And, like, the hang out that you say with, you know, a smirk and a chuckle. Because, uh-huh. you know, you know what I'm saying. We're right, hanging out. And um, I don't know. We were, we were having problems. And, you know, the, she's like she's, like, severely bipolar. Like, not... Not like I'm playing a get-out-of-jail-free car. Bam, I'm bipolar. Like, it severely impacts your life. Like, it's a big deal, you know? And um, I don't know if there's a medication or what, Like, but, like, it just, um, you know, she just stopped putting effort into the relationship. But she stopped putting effort into a lot of things, and neither one of us really thought they were tied together. So I'm, get, I'm getting frustrated because it's kind of like, you know, can you be a girlfriend? And um, very recently, I went on for, like, six months, you know? And then very recently, she had a medication change. And I mean, overnight, like literally, like she took the new medication, went to sleep, woke up, completely different person. She's basically the person that I was dating like seven months ago. And so things are not only better for herself, like in her personal life, she's not sleeping like 14 hours a day and, you know, moody and lethargic and whatever. She's also 
you know, much better in our relationship or whatever the hell it is now. Like everything's just better, but you know, there are things that you know need to be addressed there. So, so that, that was that, sounds better. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. We'll see. So that's been my life. Oh, and I have a phone interview for a job. So that's. I've I've applied and put in a ton of resumes for all kinds of things, and this is actually my first interview for anything. Yeah, that's how it works. <clears throat> Hopefully, it goes well, though. I hope so. I'm excited. Um, uh, one of my friends uh, is an accountant for this company, and uh, he's like, "Oh, we're looking for like an IT dude." You know, like we don't we don't really have any IT dudes. Like we don't have an IT department. Like you'd be basically blazing your own trail. And I'm like, "Oh, that sounds." I mean, I don't really want to do IT, but that actually sounds really exciting actually and he's like oh our company's like really growing we're acquiring all these different companies I'm like that's yeah, that's something i, I kind of want to do so you know i threw my resume and they got they got right back to me so it's promising i think yeah that's good they reply quick yeah and i didn't have to like chase them down you right know I mean? you know what i mean like they got back to yeah me, it's like so. you submit your resume and then you're like hey just wanted to see how that's going no they they came to you that's, yeah. that's a good sign yeah i think so too so i'm, I'm pretty excited for that so i don't know I mean, things were looking kind of in the dumps for me, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm optimistic now. Sweet. I'm taking my pants off in case anybody's wondering. That's fine. I'm usually. Oh, I'm well past that. Yeah, I'm I'm wearing <laughs> I'm wearing PJ pants because I got the door open because I like the cold air. So otherwise, I there'd be no pants on here either. <laughs> Ugh, fuck pants. So that's me. I mean, that was a bunch of rambling. I'm 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 not in podcast mode. It's been a little while, so I apologize to our listeners. No, wait, did you do, like, anything new or different or something cool in Japan that you haven't done on previous trips? Um, that's a good question, actually. Most of what I did is stuff I've already done. And some of that's okay. Like, I enjoyed doing it. Like, I mean, my hotel is, like, right next to Tokyo Tower. So whatever. Of course I'm going to go to Tokyo Tower. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't mind doing some repeat stuff. But because I went with per- someone who's never been there before, like, 90% of what I did was, like, repeat stuff. And that's okay, because, I mean, I love it there. I love, I don't care. Like, I love doing a lot of this stuff. But, you know, it would have been nice to do some, have a little more time to do other things. Um, I went to, I went to Odaiba last time. Odaiba is, like, trash island. Like, like it's a man-made <laughs> island off, off, the, off the coast. It's part of Tokyo. It's part of uh, Minato. Um, but you just take, like, the monorail to get there or whatever. And, um, you know, it's a lot of shopping. It reminds me of, like, Atlantic City in some ways. Almost boardwalky kind of stuff. And... A lot of shopping stuff there. But that's also where the life-size Gundam is. And that was fucking awesome. That thing's like 50, 60 feet tall or some shit. And (laughs) at like 3 o'clock, like everything went quiet. And then speakers, I couldn't see, started blaring some Gundam music. And and I don't know, there's a Gundam activate! And like it starts blowing smoke everywhere and it lights up. and (laughs) And the head starts looking around. And I'm like, holy shit, this is, this is fucking cool. That's like, awesome. This is something that a company built and just put out here for people to look at. And they don't have charging. You just look at it for free. It doesn't matter. So cool. And there are people of all ages, like, there. Like, it was just, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, it wasn't just, like, a nerd thing or, like, a dude thing or a young thing. Like, it was, you know, everybody was there and they were really enjoying it. It was really, really cool. Um so that was, I mean, that was, you know, like I said, I've been to a dive before, but seeing the Gundam, like, that was, that was new. That was really cool. I'm looking at pictures of it online right now. It's fucking huge looking. You said a picture of me on Facebook with it? No. Uh, wait, no, I did. I did. But I think, 
you were cl- I don't know the angle was off so I can really judge right I can't really yeah. judge how big it is no with that angle no you couldn't <laughs> it's no it's life size like it's how big a Gundam would be well, I, I guess I couldn't really picture how big a Gundam actually you can't because when you get when you come around the corner you can see that when you're when you're approaching it it's on the other side of this building as you're approaching it and you sort of see it on your left and it's sort of like well that's not that big. And then you get up to it, and like you're like you're you're not even up to its ankle, and you're like, oh yeah, I guess that's kind of big, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like its shoes are the size of my car. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's crazy. It is crazy. Gee, now that I'm looking at it, didn't weren't there some people who made like a giant AR card and laid it out in front of there, and like had a giant me with their 3ds stand next to the giant Gundam? That's very likely. <laughs> <laughs> that's very pretty likely. Sure saw, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw something like that. But I, I mean, I, I also love having these great interactions with people in Japan and it's stuff that I just don't, I don't feel like tourists would ever experience in like New York or whatever. And I mean, I usually end up having these while I'm there, but like, I remember we were in Asakusa and there is, uh, is it Sensoji? Uh, there's like, I mean, it's like the oldest like Buddhist temple in Japan and it's, and it's, and it's a big draw. There's almost like this huge like bazaar out in front of it just stalls and stalls of like people selling shit or like food or candy and stuff and um we went on a really good day because they were doing something they were burning incense and uh there was some sort of ceremony going on there's all sorts of stalls selling food almost like a fairground i guess and um ah it was great and uh we bought some yakitori and we're eating it uh just outside the temple and this old dude comes up to us and asks in English, you know, is it delicious? <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah, it's great. And he starts talking to us, you know, asking us um, if we've been to Japan before and how we like it and stuff. I'm like, have you ever been to America? And he starts naming, he's like, you know, he, he says, yeah, my, you know, my company has some offices and he starts naming some cities that he's been to. And I'm like, how do you like America? And he stops and he's like, I love your country. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I love your country too, old dude. <laughs> and it was just, you know, it's just really friendly. And it's like most people in Japan, I mean, honestly, most people aren't going to do that. They keep their head down. They mind their own business. They don't really do that. But I mean, every time I go there, I end up walking away with a couple of experiences like that. And I just, I just don't see that happening with, you know, very foreign tourists in America. I just don't see that happening. We're not, we're not. We're not quite like that here. There's just a distinct lack of assholes in Japan is what it is. <laughs> There's also a distinct uh, lot of assholes in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are. We're dicks here. I got back to America, man. There's – man, I, I, I'm a, it's, it's literally the day after I got home. I'm in the Starbucks drive through line. The SUV in front of me has a Hello Kitty sticker uh, – like, and Hello Kitty's holding an AR rifle. And I'm like <laughs> – I'm fucking back in the United States of America. <laughs> like, this is it. I mean, I'm in Japan. I'm just, I'm just in the home of Hello Kitty. She's holding paper lanterns and cupcakes and stuff. And then I come home and here she is holding guns. And I'm like, yep, that's that's America. <laughs> I'm, I'm home. That's just, she, that's just because she can't buy them in Japan, Craig. No, I know. We went. To, we were in a toy store, and there were some really realistic looking replica toys, though, like stuff that you couldn't buy here. No, no, like orange painted muzzle or anything like that <laughs> um but uh yeah no i could have i could have stayed there i would have liked to should have telling you dude just hide out somewhere <laughs> yeah no nah, i'm not gonna do that <laughs> <laughs>
What about you guys? What have you been up to? Yeah, Chris. How was Disney World? <laughs> How did you know I went to Disney World, Seth? I you weren't here for the weekend. I just assumed you're at Disney World or Pottery Barn. He sent me that I, fucking picture of that fucking dragon like an asshole. <laughs> oh, I dragon. What? The dragon what is, is the water that he hates. The Lego dragon. Oh. oh. Have we not talked about this? We definitely think- have. Seth just doesn't pay attention. So. Yeah, Lego Dragon Disney World. I feel like it was a long time ago. Last time I heard about it. Yeah, no, I definitely like, remember. Craig this. doesn't like things in the water that aren't supposed to be in the water, such as Lego Fucking dragons, dragons? Yes. <laughs> dragons, or Legos. The whole thing. This is done. Let's not talk about this. Let's move on. You never played with Legos in the bath when you were a kid? What? No. <laughs> Why not? They're plastic. It's not like they're going to get ruined or something. Oh, you can't get them wet. I don't want to think about them. Why are you guys doing this to me? (laughs) Did you like play with your action figures? What did you? Did you have bath toys, Craig? Did you take baths? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I had toys in the bath. I mean, I might, I might have, but I don't really remember them. Ah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, we went to Disney World for the weekend because the, this month they're doing the International Food and Wine Festival, um, which was awesome because they have they have like 30 booths throughout the uh, World Showcase area of Epcot, um, all from different countries where you can try different foods and different drinks. And we got super drunk on Saturday and Sunday. Um, it was a lot of fun. So like two glasses of wine? Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Um, no, I mean I got to try some new things. Like I had some some black beer from Brazil or something. Um, a lot of, a lot of cool, cool food and drinks. Uh, we went once a couple of years ago, but I actually, there was once a time where I did not drink all the time. So, um, it was a lot more fun this time. What was the best food you had there? The best thing we had was the potato leek waffle from Belgium, which I was like, what the fuck is this? Why are you going to make me eat this? But it was that sound, really, fucking that good. sounds awful. It, it, it sounds really weird, but it was actually delicious. Um, I also, I sent a picture of the, the menu to Hugh and, uh, Ryan, uh, the, the New Zealand menu. And they were like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Because because apparently it was not all, uh, you know, common New Zealand food, but, um, they did, they did have, they had like a lamb meatball and, uh, some venison sausage or something. Apparently lamb and venison are both more common in New Zealand than they are here. So at least that was consistent. So. Um, and the lamb meatball was pretty good too. Um, but we had a good time. It's a lot of fun. I'm glad we went. I, I just wish that I could actually be eating there now and not having the, you know, the chicken I had for dinner here. Are there not are quite there, the same after doing that all weekend? Although my stomach there, feels better after eating all kinds of random shit. Are there deer but, in New Zealand? I don't know. Apparently, okay, they, I mean, like, they eat venison in New Zealand, apparently, according yeah, to... Yeah, it, says, it says venison is just, like, usually a meat from a gay man. Well, like, in North America, it usually means deer. Yeah, we mean deer, yeah. I, I, I did not know it could mean something other than deer. Hmm. <laughs> we gotta Man, get to the bottom of this. Yes. Last weekend, right. I went to a shooting range. That was... Did you shoot things? Shot targets with a gun. It was interesting. I had never fired a gun before last weekend. Are you just I don't like really know if I ever need to again, but... Are you just full yeah. of bloodlust now? Do you have, like, a hunger? You've got to go buy all the Call of Duties, you know? Put, put the spark in me. <laughs> Was it fu- what kind of gun did you shoot? 
um, pistols, and he had some. I went with a, a coworker who had invited me. Um, he used to be in the army, and he you know collects guns and stuff like people are want to do in Wisconsin. Um, he had a couple pistols, and he had something that looked like a rifle but used handgun ammo. So I don't really know what the fuck that is, but you know it was it was kind of cool. I mean, as I guess you you might imagine shooting a gun is, but. <laughs> <laughs> not something I need to do all the time. He's like, yeah, I'm going to come back next weekend. And like, yeah, that's cool. Good for you. You know, it, it was a cool experience, but it's it still did not exactly hook me. Like I think he thought it might. So yeah, my brother's always like, you should come out hunting with me. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> I don't think yeah. I could kill anything. Yeah. I think I could go to a shooting range, but I don't think I could go hunting. I think even yeah. then I just have I have so little interest in doing that. Like I just have I don't I don't I don't have like the sort of power fantasy of pulling a trigger and you know shooting explosive <laughs> bits of metal at things. It just doesn't. I don't care. I figure I it'll be. Thing. I didn't terrifying. go because I was super interested in it. I mainly went because he invited me, and I don't do all that much, as I'm sure we know by by my descriptions of what I do on this podcast. <laughs> um, and, you know, it was something i never done before, so I figured it'd be at least interesting to try it once. No, I get that. I get then that. I posted that on Facebook, and my dad's like, so you get an interest in items that are protected by the Second Amendment? Oh, God. Christ, I wish I had not posted this. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, yeah, I, I yeah have... that, that was an experience, all right. <laughs> should buy a but weapon. I... How else are you going to protect Jackie if someone breaks in? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Smokey's got a pretty loud bark. That's that's hopefully going to do it. If if they get past Smokey, then we're screwed. But <laughs> he's put up a wall of vinylmation shit. You'll be okay. <laughs> It'll be like Home Alone. Let's still step all over them and hurt their feet. Jackie would be so mad at you. She'd be like, she would be totally for- mad. <laughs> you die before you mess up my vinylmation. <laughs> uh, nice. Right. Good time. What about you, Seth? Man, like you're all shooting guns and going to Japan and shit. I, 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 I went. I've raced some go karts. Is that is that cool? That's cool. That's cool. I mean, like any like next. If you had saved that for next week, we'd be like, I would be like, oh, I sat at home and watched Star Trek, and Chris would be like, <laughs> I, I made paper plates. And you'd be like, dude, guys, I raced go karts. See, it would be cool. <laughs> any other week, the problem is you're just up against. Guns. Yeah, that's, that's the and, problem. Yeah, they were like they're like a they're not like your family fun center fucking go karts. These things are these things book. <laughs> they got spikes coming out of the wheels. They do. Flamethrowers. No, well, see, it's a it's well, a quarter they, mile. Tr- they're cool until you hit a fucking banana peel. It's a, god damn it! I did get fucking t boned by at one point. And that it's like, really it's like Mad Max go karts. It is. It was crazy. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's a, it's a quarter mile track, and it's all like crazy hairpin turns and shit. But you could, uh, you could do a lap in about thirty seconds. Um, so and but and you're turning. They've got to go at least like forty fifty miles per hour. That's all. But yeah, they they haul. And but when you're at top speed, they start shaking violently. Like there's no like um, shocks or anything on them. So you're just like, <laughs> like your whole, and you're like in this plastic seat. And my spine is bruised now, and I don't know that. <laughs> it's like an IKEA go kart. It's just barely held together. They uh, they hurt. I don't know what they. There's like it's like I'm... held together with like cam lock fasteners and pressed <laughs> particle board. <laughs> 
wooden dowels in the wood. <laughs> Did you have to put it together yourself? That's a pretty good sign. That, that was the, that was uh, you saved ten dollars that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was fun though. I, I was like getting into it because we did like two separate races, and by like the second race, I'm like skidding around corners and shit. I don't want to say drifting because I don't think like that sounds cool. Like, yo, bro, I was drifting in my go kart. But no, I was like sliding around corners and shit, and it was pretty badass. He's holding out R and he's watching his smoke change colors. I'll power slide <laughs> through this shit. It goes from the V to the E's and then a ready. <laughs> but no, nah, that was pretty fun. And um, also, I have uh, several several episodes back. I mentioned I was playing a uh, I played a GBA game called Hajime no Ippo. And I said that, like, I didn't really get the game or whatever. And one of our listeners, an all-around person, awesome person, uh, Charlie, uh, recommended the anime that the game is based on. Uh, of the same name, Hajime no Ippo is the name of the anime. So I've been watching that, too. And it is really, really fucking good. It's like a anime about boxing. And I don't give a shit about boxing at all. But you just the character... Me. Yeah, exactly. But no, if you buy like the, it's about like this like nerdy high school kid and like meets some big dude and then he starts boxing just because he likes it and he used to get picked on a lot or whatever. But he doesn't even use the boxing to like fight back or anything. That's just who he doesn't even care about that. But he starts just like climbing up through the ranks of boxing. Like every episode is like a, not every episode, but like every fight he gets into is just like so like edgy or seat good and usually pulls through at the last second and it's like watching Rocky just over and over again. You think it gets old. It's like 75 episodes for the first run of the show, but no, nah, it's really good. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Charlie for, uh, for telling me to watch that show. Cause it's really, it's really good. Is this the game, the GBA game you were playing that one time Yep. on the stream? Yep. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Rad. That's all I've been up to go karting and, and, and animating. Nerd! I know. Alright, so, uh, video game news. I'll tell you something, I haven't been paying attention. I don't think there's a whole lot of news myself. I think there's some bitch fight about the fucking resolution differences between the PS4 and the Xbox One, and I'm like, you guys are fucking stupid. Oh, uh, that dick-waving is, like, driving me crazy. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't, and I, and I, you know, and I feel so detached from, like, video games. Like, I want a PS4 and an Xbox One, but, I mean, there's just, like, this sort of, there's this sort of, like, boredom that's like set in for me and not because I'm bored of video games. I am just bored of what video games are like what they become. Like there's, there's, there's plenty I still like, but I mean, I just, I, I don't, I don't care. Like if that's what it's about, like if you're going to be arguing about the, the resolution differences, meanwhile, screen tearing out the ass and frame rate dips and texture popping, you're going to be worried about the fucking resolution. Man, I'm, I just feel like we're on different fucking planets because I just don't care. Like, not in the least. I just don't care. I just like the games. I just want to play video games. I That's all I want to do, too. And the thing is, but I also want, I also want to feel like, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm part of a, a group of enthusiasts where I can share my thoughts about stuff and I can take in new ideas. And I just feel like the, the pool of people that I can converse with or read or listen to is just so small compared to the vastness of the, like, you know, the rest of the community or the audience or whatever, because so much of what they give a shit about, I don't. 
And I, I'm just, I feel, and that's, you know what, that's fine. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking sort of like negatively about that and I can't hide that. I apologize about trying to be an asshole. I'm just saying that I feel so detached from that. Like, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, I, I keep seeing it and it keeps frustrating me when I see all these, uh, all this bickering, oh, it's 900p and this one's 720p and blah, blah, blah. And I just – I wonder if like there were games I cared about in the first place if I would actually care about that. I think about it because I don't give a shit about um, Call of Duty or uh, Battlefield or whatever the hell the other game is. Actually, the Call of Duty reviews for Ghost are very interesting and I don't know – if it's the game, because I mean, I just haven't, I haven't really kept up with Call of Duty, and I haven't played Ghost, and I really don't have much intention to. But reading the reviews, it's really interesting. It's it's almost as if, um, I mean, may, I mean, a lot of the reviews are saying like, oh, it's the same game, and it makes me wonder, like, well, if it's the same game, I mean, has Call of Duty always been this sort of like dull, or is it only dull now because you've you've experienced it so many times? Or I wonder if like game game writing is sort of maturing to the point where we can be a little more honest. Not that honest, because we don't want to piss off our publisher benefactors. <laughs> but, you know, it, I don't know. It, it, it's it's really interesting to me. Not in a Schrodden for it kind of way. Like, I'm not I'm not sitting here delighting because... Yeah, Call of not, not in a Seth kind of way. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not delighting in the fact that it's going lower scores. I, I actually find it really, really interesting to the point where I actually went around and read a bunch of the reviews. And a lot of them read, like, a laundry list of features, like... This blah 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 was changed to this jubilee Jew, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying right now. <laughs> it's it's just it's just a bunch of fucking vernacular I'll never get. Um, I actually enjoy Kotaku's review. I, I'm not sure who wrote that. Was it Patricia Hernandez? Maybe I don't know. I don't know who wrote it, but I actually found that to be the most interesting review. Um, but no, they're worth a read. It's it's just if only to see like. This sort of progression in attitude towards Call of Duty or this progression almost in, you know, honesty in writing or something. It's, it, it, to me, it was very interesting. Um, but you, Hernandez, yeah. She did write it? Okay. I like her. She gets a lot of shit, but I actually kind of like her. She writes it in a, in a very – she's. I, I feel like she's knowledgeable and articulate enough. But she also writes – she reminds me of myself, actually. You know, she's, she's, she's knowledgeable and articulate, but she writes in a very sort of um, – personal way it's not robotic or you know it doesn't read like consumer reports you know i i i like i like the way she writes and mm-hmm. you know it's also very um she also picks like topical things that aren't you know particularly like you know feminism themes or things like that i i, I find that interesting so i like her um but actually the subject of graphics and things like that actually that, that, that's sort of a good segue into uh, something I, I did actually want to talk about not really news um but vd dev which is a, a studio that uh, often pushes the these um uh least powerful systems in interesting ways has released a tech demo for their upcoming uh title called ironfall for the 3ds and i posted this um trailer uh on on twitter i talked about that did you guys see this ironfall tech preview I did. You did. I heard about it, but I didn't watch it yet. Okay. Um, now, VD Dev is responsible for games like Asterix and Obelisk, XXL on the GBA, and Driver 3 on the GBA, and particularly uh. particularly Asterix. Um, if you haven't seen these games in motion, look them up on YouTube. I often link to them because it's still mind-blowing that something like Asterix yeah, and Obelisk. They're, they're one of those devs that just pushes the hardware like crazy. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, Asterix Noblex XXL is a full 3D platformer on the GBA. It's nuts. Um, they also did Cop the Recruit on the DS. And, I mean, that's a game that, you know, it's an open-world game with pedestrians and traffic patterns and reflective surfaces. It's nuts. Um, their games are technically impressive. Playability-wise, they're decent. They often stumble in very simple ways like UI or controls. Um, they're decent games, but nothing amazing. Um, but Ironfall is a 3DS tech demo, and it's like 60 frames per second. Like, it looks nuts. It's it's not you know, like I, when I was first looking at it, I was like, all right, that's that's pretty impressive. But how does it run? And then like sixty frames per second, I went, holy shit, really? Yeah. And there are people doubting it. People are saying like, oh well, if this is the case, and I'm like, dude, this is VD Dev. It's totally the case. I guarantee you, it absolutely runs like this. They just they know what they're doing. And to me, like this is always way more impressive than like what people are doing on like a console because when you have a console, it's a, it, it's a giant black box designed solely to make those graphics it, it's just a big box full of guts there's no you don't have to worry about cramming in a, a power supply because those are external uh the controls are external the display is external that giant black box is solely to make those pretty things on your screen but when you're playing something like a 3ds something the size of a fucking pop tart that also has to fit in the controls the battery the display the speakers whatever and can do that that to me is way more interesting i get i get it i get a little giddy when when that happens, and I think it's really cool when someone you know pushes the least the least powerful current gen system like that. Mm-hmm. So we'll post even even like older. I don't know, like a lot of older systems, retro systems and stuff. When I see stuff pushed graphically on those, I always I'm just really really impressed with uh with people squeezing the last ounce out of strength out of like uh, weaker hardware. That's true. And I mean, I, I shouldn't say just handhelds these days in the modern era, it's really handhelds. Um, but back in the day, yeah, like with like a super Nintendo or something like that, it's really interesting to see what people can do. And I, I guess I'm just really, I guess really what I should rephrase that to be is like, I'm just really excited to see what people can do with limitations. When you have a giant box with like a quad core processor and eight gigs of Ram, I'm just not impressed. I'm sure that takes a ton of craftsmanship. I'm sure you worked hard on it. But you, you really, I mean, you have limitless potential in that box. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not that exciting or impressive to me. I don't care about your fucking dynamic lighting or volumetric fog. It means nothing to me. Yeah, you, it means nothing when they can't even get it at 1080p. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just that you're not working with, like, I mean, I guess technically you're working with limitations. I mean, 8, eight gigs of RAM isn't 12 gigs of RAM, right? But, I mean, it, it's still a lot. You're not working with, like, real limitations. And so, like, a Super Nintendo or a 3DS or whatever, to me, those, those are real limitations. Like, you're, that's, also, that's limiting hardware. And seeing that push is just a lot more interesting to me. I like it. Uh, fucking character design on this game looks stupid, though. Just oh, like, oh, it looks terrible. <laughs> right. It, it looks like Gears of War. No, absolutely. And I think that's, I mean, that's what I was talking about with VD Dev, where they make, you know, uh, ter- they have terrific tech, but their games are often sort of um, not remarkable in a sense of style or anything like that. I mean, like Driver and Asterix Noblex. I mean, those are licensed. Uh, Cop was completely original. And they often, like I said, they stumble. They don't completely fall, but they stumble in simple areas. Um, I, I don't know why devs like this don't just like um, license some middleware or something. Sell sell their engine tools, right? Sell sell their engine tools, or or even get like consultants. 
I mean, probably because VD Dev is probably a tiny, tiny developer. But I mean, if you get some consultants in on there, and even me, you know what? Give me, pay me fifteen bucks an hour, and I'll tell you what's bullshit or not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll probably do better than you because, like, like Copter Crew. I, I mean, I, I, I like that game well enough, but man, they like the UI, like the the the, the stupid like. PDA interface, Matt. Garbage. Terrible. I don't even know how they pushed out a game with that. It's awful. And you know what? They could have paid me, like, they could have paid me a consultant fee of, like, $200 and be like, nope, garbage. Here's what you didn't do. <laughs> and that's it. They would have had a totally better game for $200, you know? So, I don't know. I don't know. They, they, maybe if they got some consultants or something, they could make better games. They, you know, like I said, they stumble in very simple areas, but... I um, wish I could get paid 200 bucks to say things are dumb. Listen, it, it took it took a lot of uh, took a lot of years of cynicism and, and cold hard skepticism <laughs> to get to this point. I I've earned my right to say things are dumb. <laughs> it's like a lifetime of growing up without bath toys. To <laughs> <laughs> I was so deprived. No bath toys. No Looney Tunes. No oh, wonder so cynical. Up Looney Tunes. I was like going out of my way not to bring up Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> We went to Chuck E. Cheese once, and it was terrible. <laughs> the robots wouldn't play. It was awful, and I went home so sad, and my childhood was ruined. Forever. I didn't even get to go to Chuck E. Cheese, man. I went to Pistol Pete's, which was, like, the same the thing, but... Exactly. Like, I don't know who the robots were, but they weren't Chuck E. Cheese characters. I, I, you know, you know. I swear to God, California is, like, this alternate universe where they have, like, the same shit we do. But it's like it's not Chuck E. Cheese; it's Pistol Pete. You crazy? We don't we don't have Taco Bell. We have Del Taco. Like well, I mean, we have all those things as well. I mean, Pistol Pete's was cheap though, so my dad would take us to that one. I don't know how much Pistol- you get cheap. I mean, you've ever been to Chuck E. Cheese? Like that's a cheap shit place. Uh, yeah, so picture that, but cheaper. <laughs> Pretty sure, like, that's where they sent the broken Chuck E. Cheese robots and then just, like, reskin them. <laughs> At any rate, I'll post the uh, video for this Ironfall tech demo on the uh, episode page, episode 130 on TVLS.net. You can check that out. And, I'll, you know, maybe I'll just post videos to Asterix Novelist and um, Cop the Recruit as well. If you have just seen. post all kinds of videos. All it? kinds of VD dev stuff, which is a really VD like really, a studio is called venereal disease. Dan. What? <laughs> Whatever. They're so good, they just spread across all your systems or something. They're, they're, just... they're infectious. <laughs> yep. Ah. Uh, uh, anyway, that's all I got. I mean, Seth, Seth said he had surprise news, and you know, I, I thought <laughs> he was pregnant. I think he, I think he's got a little bundle of joy coming, and that's what he wants to reveal in the podcast. I am. I am pregnant. And one of you two is the father. No, it's it's Chris. But, uh, <laughs> it was just one time. How does this happen? Yeah, you were drunk. I don't know if you read those pamphlets in health class, but that's all it takes. <laughs> I always thought they just said that to scare me. Um, a swap note studio was shut down. Oh, on yeah. The, uh, that's not a surprise. Time. That happened. Yes. Yeah. No, the, I'm, I... I don't know why I said surprise news earlier because it's just news. <laughs> <laughs> but um, surprise last yeah, week. It, it was it was um, on Halloween. I think they shut it down. I do not. Did they not understand people were sending dicks to each other? Like I don't really understand. Like, and is that really like this widespread who, who, who like that, rampant? Though? Yeah, no, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you do a three D dick. 
<laughs> what kind of image was the sole reason it happened? So. I, I, that was art. Right. Was it wasn't it like a 3D dick like poking me in the eye like sitting on a dinner plate or something? It was on a dinner plate. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I bet nobody else drew a dick from that perspective. All right. That was just some original. It was like coming right up at you. <laughs> Your use of words. <laughs> <I know. laughs> coming right up at you in 3D. Uh, uh. Yeah, so that's that's gone. Apparently um Flip Note Studio as well, but that's only released in Japan because I, I, this is it's it's you know I, I i would i feel like this is almost like beyond nintendo even i mean we make we make jokes about like their control of like internet or reluctance to do like internet related things but this this seems like beyond even them and i mean i don't I, use swap note like as much as i used to but I, I mean i still use it like i still receive and send messages with it so that's frustrating i i feel like there may have been a specific case that they came across that where something really bad was going on, I think, for them to freak out and shut like shut down everything. Because I mean, it's not like people sending dicks on Swap Note is a new thing. Yeah, but I yeah. don't know if like a parent complained to them or There's, you know, the, I maybe think, a lot of parents complained to them or or they found something specific. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know about that because I just I don't know. Because even if something like some serious shit went down, I feel like, I mean, with, with the warnings that Nintendo gives you in Swap Note, the fact that there are mm-hmm. parental controls on the 3DS itself, like, I, I feel like there's no way that Nintendo could be legally liable for anything that happens on Swap Note. The fact that even when you exchange friend codes, there's no notification, it has to be mutual. Like, all this stuff completely, I think, protects them from from litigation. Or maybe I'm just ignorant of way the court system works, but I look at all that. And I'm like, there's, there's no reasonable person can look at that and go, yeah, you're totally held liable for all these dicks, Nintendo. <laughs> like, I don't see that happening. I'd be inclined to agree, but I mean, I can't think of any other reason they would be doing this. I mean, I honestly, I really don't care. I haven't Maybe used to preserve in, a, their... in a long time. Cause I think it's, it's not a great interface and it's, you know, less good than it should be, but that's beside the point. I just, I just don't understand why, you know? Yeah. I'm just trying to, trying to justify it in my mind. I feel like it's to protect their image. Like, I don't think it's, it's war. I mean, you, you got to think back, like there were news reports with the original DS about Picto chat, like strangers can be learning your kids away. The stranger's right over there. He's in an arm's reach. It's fucking Picto chat. There's no surprise. It's him. It's that guy over there jerking off, like standing two feet away. There's no surprise. His name is Seth. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's that pistol Pete's learning children. <laughs> He's in the Del Taco parking lot. Well, now you, now I can't go back to those places. <laughs> you still have Carl's Jr. <laughs> oh yeah, there's Carl's Jr. Oh wait, <laughs> I mean, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh. oh man, nice. We um, got him. Yeah, so that I don't know why that's gone. Nah, that that's that's really whatever the reason it sucks. It does. It's something about something about Metal Gears doing things, ground zeroing. Oh yeah, that thing. That thing. Apparently, Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes is being released like separately before Metal Gear Solid Five, and it's like one mission, but who knows how big it is? And the only prices I saw in it were like UK prices, so it's like twenty pounds for a download on PS3 or 360, or thirty pounds for a download on PS4 or Xbox One, or thirty pounds for a retail version on PS3 or 360. 
Did and we... it's coming in spring of 2014. Okay. Some of this thing we already know. Didn't we already know it was like a prologue thing and it was separate? From we knew us? it was a prologue, but we weren't sure they how it was going to be. They had said it was separate and then they said it was together and I, yeah, I don't think they, we I don't, really knew I don't think they know. We may still not know anything. I don't know. Mm. They're just like, whatever. Let's just put this thing out and get some more money. Yeah. It's so cool, that's a thing. And finally, um, nobody cares about this but me, but the Ease 5 uh, translation patch is nearing completion for uh, the for Super Nintendo, Super Famicom, anyway. So soon, soon I will be able to play Ease 5 in, in English. Rad. And that's, that's expected to be done um, around Thanksgiving, hopefully. Hopefully. Aeon Genesis Translation Projects is, is, doing, that, uh, is doing that patch. So it should be fun. Have you I'm guys sure some, go on? I'm sure somebody else out there cares about Ease Five. There, there might be, there might be, they're probably not listening to this podcast, but I'm sure they're there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen the most recent like gameplay trailer for A Link Between Worlds? Um, maybe I feel like I've seen. Oh wait, no, I was watching it and then I turned it off because it, it was too cool. I got like halfway through and I was like, "Oh, this shit looks awesome!" And then I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna save the rest for later." It was really awesome. So I yeah. mean, if anyone wants to check that out, then go to like the Nintendo like YouTube channel and it's there. And it was really fucking good. I had to watch it, and here's and here's why: because just the fact that a new Zelda is coming out is not enough for me to get excited anymore. Because Skyward Sword, Twilight Princess, those DS chuckle fests—they're not. <laughs> Dude, I, you know, I get so I get hyped up, and then I'm like, I'm so bored. Everyone, can you please just stop talking and telling me what to do? Can I please play this game? And you can't because everyone wants to talk. Once you doodle on the touch screen or jerk off your Wii remote or whatever, you can't just play a game. And um, I need a little bit more than just New Zelda for me to get excited. You know. Uh-huh. Oh, I mean, I watched some of the previous. I mean, they've been putting out a lot of videos for this game recently. Mm. Yeah. I feel, I mean, not just videos. I feel like we've seen a lot of like screenshots and interviews and all kinds of stuff. Um, that for that reason, I did not watch the video because I already know I'm going to be picking it up. Um, well, right. You know, I've, I've had some, you know, disappointment or reservations about some of the more recent Zeldas, just like you. I'm not going to lie about that, but I'm, st- I'm still excited based on everything I've heard about this. Um, and maybe that's just the, you know, the sonic cycle of Zelda, <laughs> you know, but, um, I have high hopes, and you know I don't want to. I whether it's good or bad, I still would rather go in knowing less. That's interesting. I mean, I feel like I know enough now. Mm. I mean, the stuff that I know, like you can tackle dungeons in different orders. Um, you can upgrade your weapons, and um, I mean, to me, like there's. I, I mean, I saw some of the combat. I saw some of the puzzles in this trailer, and that's just and it's just really compelling to me. The story sounds like garbage. And I'm tired. A low rule? That's <laughs> some inspired shit right there. Like, where did they even come up with that? It's crazy. I, I am just, I am so tired of Zelda games pushing more and more uh, story. I mean, that's, that's, that's the times, right? I mean, all games do that. And I'm sick of it from all games, too. But with, with Zelda, it's like, I just, I don't feel like it needs it. Like, I feel like it could tell simpler, subtler stories. I feel like... Mm, maybe like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask had the appropriate amount of story and cutscenes. Maybe even less. You know, I think they could do less and have it be better. Absolutely. And and still have a very compelling 
thing going on there. But instead, everything's very explicit. There's a lot of talking. Everything has to be colored in, in different colors. So you, I'm supposed to pay attention to this because it's blue. And it, it's, it's, just, it's just really frustrating. Um, that's one of my biggest grievances with Zelda. But the gameplay in this game, that stupid story aside, and the fact that I'm probably going to have to sit through mountains of tutorials, the gameplay looks really awesome. And sounds really awesome from what I've heard. And, I, and so I'm really excited for that. And I want to be excited, you know. Um, I mean, there are not many people, but a handful of people, you know, peg me as a Nintendo fanboy in a negative way. And I think fanboy can, be, can go one of two ways. I think, I think there are, like, negative fanboys, like people who, like, arbitrarily and very uh, vehemently, like, defend something uh, blindly. You know, they get internet fights, and they're like, you know, my video game company's dick is bigger than your video game company's dick, and it's stupid. But then there's this other breed of fanboy. They just get really excited. They can be fangirl, whatever. I mean, it's a stupid term. But um, this fan person, they just get excited. Like, they're not looking... Fan person. <laughs> fan person. They're not, <laughs> they're not looking to fight. They're just really excited about this thing. And, and uh, you know, sometimes I follow some of these people on Twitter. They just get really excited. And they're, and they're not looking to fight. They're not looking to tell you it's better than anything. They're just really happy that this thing is coming out. And they got to play it. And I wish I was that kind of person again. I wish I could just get super excited that a Zelda's coming out. I'm going to get to be able to play Zelda. And I just, I can't, number one, I'm, I'm just a little cynical due to past Zeldas. And number two, I can't turn off my critical eye anymore. It's just permanently on. It's fucking eye of Sauron blazing into every game I play. And um, so I wish I was a Nintendo fanboy. People call me Nintendo fanboys. I wish, man. You're way off base. And I wish I was, but I'm, I'm not. And uh, I, I really wish I could just be like, yeah, fuck yeah, new Zelda. And I can't wait, and I'll sit there and I'll play it. I'll love it, even if it's stupid. But I can't. I can't do that, sadly. Um, but I am looking forward to this, and I and I hope I hope that I enjoy it. It comes out the day before I leave uh, for Mexico, so I'm gonna buy that and play it on the airplane. That's a good or, plan. Or in Spanish, el el airplane. <laughs> <laughs> we we are also getting a uh, Zelda uh, Link Between Worlds branded. Uh, 3ds XL, and it's really super nice. It's um, it's it's gold with a gold Triforce on the front, and on the back it's black with a black Triforce. And I think that's like really like low rule. It's like low rule <laughs> down there. That's what she said. That fucking low rule, dude. Seriously, low rule. <laughs> that, that I just can't wait to see how this game crosses over with uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> what? I don't even understand this. I feel like Jackie... Is there, is there a low rule in, in Sabrina the Teenage Witch? I feel like Jackie watches a lot of Sabrina or something, and Chris is trying or to make she... a joke that none of us understand. Oh, uh, you Hilda, guys maybe? Yeah, I, uh, Sabrina's aunt's names are Hilda and Zelda. Which are... Oh! Which is... Oh! oh. <laughs> you guys suck. I think there might have been one person that got that, like one like huge Melissa Joan Hart fan. I I thought this was common knowledge. I did not realize you guys didn't know this. Well, no, no, no. I knew it. Yeah, I, I did know that. But I mean, I haven't watched that show. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it in a long time either. I mean, I didn't realize it until you might as well have been making a Mr. Belvedere joke. Like, how <laughs> much? Oh Fair enough. <laughs> Like, fucking like facts of life. I don't know. <laughs> Growing pains. Like, dude, uh, go on. <laughs> I, I, for one, have never seen a single episode of Sabrina the Teenage Wish. So. You're missing out on Puppet Salem. That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so terrible, but. I had, I had a gigapet with Salem. 
<laughs> Did you really? It was like a Tamagotchi. Yeah, he would do stuff and like he'd drive around in like a little model car and stuff. He's driving around. <laughs> Cats can't drive cars. Salem can. Why, apparently. <laughs> magic cats. In this show with witches and magic, cats can't drive cars, Craig. Whoops. Yeah. Right? Is this is the show about witches? Seth just thinks cats can't drive cars. What do you think a show called Sabrina the Teenage Witch is about? <laughs> what could that possibly be about? <laughs> um, you stupid bastard. <laughs> Boxing? <laughs> I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> anyway, I really want this. to that anime, Seth. Yeah, what? I'll watch it. <laughs> Anyway, I really want this 3DS XL. Can I still pre-order this? Some place is still selling this. I think no. it, it's sold it's out not everywhere. Exclusive, so it's a what? It's a Hot Topic exclusive. Is that what you said? I said it is not GameStop exclusive. I, so. I heard it's a Hot Topic exclusive. Like <laughs> I don't know what you're listening to. But. <laughs> you gotta travel back in time to find one of those. <laughs> no, are there still Hot Topics? I still I, there are still Hot Topics around. I still have one in my mall, right next to Spencer's. <laughs> yep. Surprised those places stayed around. Holy crap. Yeah, not a dumb. Um, I used to shop there, actually. But, um, no. You know what? There was one time where I needed a whoopee cushion for a school project, and Spencer's came through. It was right between, like, the, 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 the rubber ass and the sex dice? Uh, I think it was next to the cum candy, but yeah. <laughs> Spencer's. What kind of fucking school project was this? Uh, it was a oral report for Spanish. <laughs> oral. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and anyway, yeah, I think I might, I think I might pre-order this and then sell my Pikachu to offset it. Like I would love to. I mean, I, I you know I don't have a job or anything, but Fuck that Pikachu. I, yeah, I like the Pikachu, but I like to sell them more. And with the way like even used Pikachu 3DSs are going for on eBay, like I would actually make a profit. Yeah, I think those were hard to get when they first came out. I mean, I'm sure they're they're going for much more now than they were then, too. Yeah, I saw one going for, like, an auction for an opened one going for, like, I think it ended at about 300 Holy shit. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, I mean, I could buy this and then, and then sell the Pikachu one. And, 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 I mean, I don't care about making a profit. If I can just completely offset the cost of the Zelda one, I, I, I'd be happy. So, I'm thinking about doing that. I'm thinking about doing that. Yeah. I have the Zelda one pre-ordered. Nice. Cause I'm a sucker. How many three S three DSs do you guys have? A lot. <laughs> I currently have two. I have five. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> I have five. No, I do have five. I have my I have my my cosmic blue or whatever it was like the teal launch one. I have my Pikachu three DS XL. I have my Shin Megami Tensei four LL. I have my Princess Peach, uh, a European 3DS, um, and I have a 2DS. That's stupid. Give me the Peach one. You don't need it. You can you can die in a fire. You're not. <laughs> 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 ah. I traded in my uh, my Aqua one from launch when I got the Zelda uh, original 3DS, and then I got a blue XL, and now I need the Zelda XL. So. I'm just glad that Luigi 2DS uh, that was fake is not coming out because I would need to buy that too. It'd be weird. That thing if it was, was cool. fake and still coming out. That would be weird. That would be. Huh? Do we have any more news? Uh, did I talk about ease? Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. I mean, no. Then no. We don't have any more. 
Nintendo did their financial stuff, and they have to sell like a million bajillion Wii U's if they want to meet their sales goals. But that's boring. Let's not talk about that. They're not gonna do it. I know. The Wii U's been selling so bad in Japan, like so bad, like crazy bad. The Wii U is yeah. The Wii U is not selling awesome. And can you blame anyone? I mean, it's. I mean, we can make this about like, oh, it doesn't have enough gigaflops or whatever. But it's not. It's not about that. Like, it's just. Needs Mario Kart, man. It's there's not enough games. Like the games that are out are either available on other platforms or they're all like niche stuff. Like you could sit here and, and and talk up Wonderful 101 or Pikmin 3 all you want, but those are not system sellers. They're mm-hmm. not. You know, those are only going to appeal to people who already bought a Wii U. They're not going to make more people buy a Wii U. And um, I mean, because I have games on it that I like, but I don't blame anyone for not buying a Wii U to play them. That's it's perfectly reasonable. They need they need more stuff. They didn't learn any lessons from the Wii. The Wii had bullshit to play for like a year too. Like the first yeah. the six first six months were like buoyed by like GameCube projects like fucking Twilight Princess and Super Paper Mario. Those were those weren't Wii games. And Super Paper Mario was garbage. So I mean they were propping the system up with nothing. I mean I I think No More Heroes was a big release for the Wii because there was just nothing else coming out at the time. Are you kidding me? Suda fifty one like signed copies of the game and no one he just sat there. And, said, <laughs> and the, it did awful in Japan. In the US it, it did good. I don't know about good, but, but well enough, I, I guess. No, I, I mean it got a fucking sequel. That's for a pseudo game? Come on. Okay. Alright, I'll give it to you. When did that come out? Uh, it was February, I think, of after we came out. I want to say it was uh, so. So about four. It was longer than that. I feel. I feel like it was longer than that too, but I could be wrong. I, I, I like for some reason February's in my head, but I might. Maybe it was two years after we came out. Yeah, I don't think that that was that because I mean there was like nothing. There was like Twilight Princess. It was January 2008. January. Yeah, so that's like, yeah, that's over a year. Because didn't we come out in 2006? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Nice so, try, Seth. That doesn't count. Well, well, that still, that was like my first big game for the Wii. Like, after I got my launch <laughs> games. I just had nothing between then and then. I, I guess it was for me, too. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I like Wii Sports well enough. But that was really like, a, like I have company over. We're going to play this game. And Psych Truck was okay. But, I mean, like, all I had was, like, Twilight Princess... And um, I was really looking forward to Super Paper Mario. I'm like, that came out like I think like April after the game yeah. launched, like six months after the game launched, and it was a turd. So yeah, I remember I I had never played the GameCube game before that came out, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna play this while I wait for Super Paper Mario, and I ended up liking that more. <laughs> well, yeah, because Thousand Year Door is terrific, but Super Paper yeah, Mario is fantastic. But boring. Super Paper Mario was less good. That's good. I recently replayed that actually. Well, not the whole game. I played, and I mean, I still don't like it, but I, I think my reaction to it is a little more uh, not as angry. Because I mean, when you buy a system and like Nintendo's like, "Oh, here's this game," and you're like, "What the fuck is this shit?" There's nothing else to play. You give me this? Are you insane? <laughs> you know, so you get a little angry about that. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not as angry about it now. But I still, I still don't like that game. Um, I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. I, I guess my point was that Nintendo didn't learn any wes- lessons from the Wii. Did you say Wessons? I did say Wessons, yeah. Good job, Elmer Fudd. I, I, well, I think I was talking about the cooking He's oil. not going to get that reference, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Chris in with the zinger. Jesus Christ. Nice. That was a good one. No, that was good. Told you I'm funny when I drink. 
Well, that, that'll make up for that opening that you just fucking re-ruined. <laughs> Let me give you a flow chart for my joke here so you can understand it. Here's a, here's a fucking bar graph. Um, yeah, no, Nintendo didn't learn any lessons from the Wii. They, they, I feel like they botched that launch. And maybe, maybe the Wii U was slightly better because at least had a Mario game ready for launch. But it's not. Yeah, no. but, uh, yeah but the difference is that the Wii still sold just on fucking on Wii Sports. So. Mm. Mm. I mean, I mean, there's also some. I mean, I think Nintendo Land is better than people give it credit for. There's a lot more depth to that game than I think. I think people picked it up and like, ugh, ugh, mini games. That was me. Yeah. No, I think that's actually a decent game, but... That sucks. It's boring. <laughs> it's pretty boring. I don't like fucking those mini games. But, I mean, there's also, like... Uh, there's also Earthbound. I mean, we got Earthbound. Um, you who know, doesn't own that? It <laughs> doesn't have the box with the scratch and stiff stickers. I mean, there's stuff to like on there, but I can't blame the mass audience for not getting into it. There's, I think there's more stuff to like on the Wii U than there ever was on the Wii. But just like the Wii, the Wii U just doesn't have any mass market things. There's just nothing. I, I think it, I think it was stupid. I think it's stupid to put out Mario before Mario Kart, the Mario 3D World. I I think that's dumb. Mario Kart should end this holidays game, but I mean I'm looking forward to Mario. It looks fantastic, but I just don't think that's going to move units like Mario Kart might. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The promotion's weird, too. They got, like, the Mario 3D World demos in Pottery Barn. Yeah, that's weird. What was that, Pottery Barn Teen or something like that? What team wants to go to Pottery Barn? I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, what is that? I don't, I don't know. If it existed, I mean, who does? I think it. I, I think it's a subsection within Pottery Barn and not, like, its own store, but I could be wrong. Teenagers don't shop I, for furniture. What? I don't even understand. I don't know. I don't know. No, nah, that doesn't make any sense. What a weird promotion. I don't get I don't get that. Maybe but that's what they're doing. That is what they're doing. If you live near Pottery Barn <laughs> and you want to go to Pottery Barn Teen, whether it's a separate store or a subsection of Pottery Barn, you can play Mario, I guess. Dumb. I don't know. That's stupid. What are they doing? I, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> GameStop didn't work out. They've moved to Pottery Barn. That's just, I can't. I can't even think. Yeah, I was just trying to think of like a like a comparable joke. Like, like I, I don't know. Come on down to your local discount furniture store. But there's no comparable joke. Like Pottery Barn that is, is the, joke. the joke. That is the apex <laughs> of the joke. That you can't get any more hilarious than fucking come to Pottery Barn to play Mario. <laughs> God damn! I love Nintendo. I really do. But this is stupid. All right, let's do the, let's do the mail. And I love Pottery Barn, and I think this is stupid. That's because you're a woman. Shut up. <laughs> and Chris, Chris is like, I can sleep in a big bed with my wife. Yeah, you can. I'll go, I'll go to bed with my cats, whatever, man. <laughs> so let's do the mailbag. If you listeners want to get involved in the mailbag, you go to tlist.net. There's Big Bear says, mailbag. And you can post comments, questions. Anything you want to get involved with, you can follow up anything we've talked about on the podcast. It's fun. Um, looks like there's some stuff. I don't even know some of this stuff. We're going to skip some of this stuff. Um, Helsinki Rock says, Craig makes Seth do collection videos. And I think this is actually something you should do. I think you should get more involved in YouTube and, and do collection videos at, at least. I think you could do those. I, I think the problem is I don't buy video games. I, like, what? I, I, feel, 
Uh, no, that's not the sentence. I, 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 <laughs> There's no period there, Chris. Kill the fuck. Just... <laughs> okay, let's backtrack. Uh, <laughs> if I make collection videos, I, I, I'll feel like I'm just like stroking my own video game purchasing dick. No, no, yeah, but, is but what's the, going on? You know, and... you, you get over that really quick because um, a lot of people like them. And I like the thing is like I actually like watching them. There's this weird voyeuristic kind of thing to them, and sometimes so you, hear, you like watching people stroke their video game dick. Is what you're saying because <laughs> it, it hits a voyeuristic note for you. Only when they know. Only when they don't know I'm watching them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the element of surprise is key here. Um, no, 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 no. Like there's I don't know. There's just something weird, like strangely enjoyable about watching what other people have purchased. And, but more than that, like possibly hearing about a game you don't know about or hearing someone's thoughts who you trust, you know, uh, you know their thoughts on that game. Um, you know, my collection updates, my monthly collection updates are about a half an hour long. And I could, I could have as little as like, you know, 15 games. But that's because I spend some time talking about them and some people use them as like a resource, as mini reviews and stuff. And they're very useful in that regard. Um, they're fun. They're easy to do. And there's, there's, a, there's an audience for them. And you have a lot of games. I mean, you don't necessarily have to do, like, collection updates. I mean, it'll be a while. I mean, if you start doing, like, like, here's my Super Nintendo collection. Here's my, like, Genesis collection. It'll be a while before you have to do, you know, like, a monthly update or whatever you want to do. Because, you know, it's going to take you so long to get through those. But they're fun to do. Like, once you get into them, once you start talking about your games, you actually look forward to talking about your games and sharing that with your audience. I did like recent collection videos of stuff I recently bought. I'd just be like, oh, I haven't played this. I haven't. I haven't played this. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I say that sometimes too, but I tend to play my games before I talk about them. But once in a while, yeah, I'm like, oh, I haven't played this yet. But I mean, no, but, that does just feel like 90% of the games I buy. <laughs> right, right, right. But I mean, you're, but that's okay because sometimes people don't care about it. People aren't, sometimes people aren't looking for that either. I, I've noticed some other people do collection videos and they just, they're just showing the games, you know? Um, but, um, I mean, you have a ton of games. So, I mean, yeah, it, you I could do Super Nintendo videos. You could do system videos. And, um, I mean, it really wouldn't, it's, they're not, they don't take a lot of technology or editing know-how or whatever to do. They're very simple and people enjoy them. So, I would, I would watch them if you did them. So, I think, I think it's a good idea. I'll think about it. No, he won't, folks. He's, he says <laughs> that he's not going to do it. You know me too well. It takes too much effort. Hey, I started stream. I bought like all this shit, and I started. That's true. You're streaming. Actually, you're streaming. Actually, you know, I I um bought recently bought better streaming equipment, but I I actually don't use it all that much because I want to step on your toes because that's like your thing. Like that's really cool. Like people actually like look forward uh, to that when you do that. I think that's really awesome that you got into that and you have an audience for that. See, I followed through. You did? No, I think it's awesome. Um. Yeah, some of these comments are really old. Like, this one's posted, like, October 25th. Um, Helsinki Rocks says, since my last comment is nearly three weeks old, I'll actually ask a question. What do you guys think of the rumored reimagined series from Nintendo? The idea is basically HD remakes. Um, the, the article doesn't imply remasters, actual remakes, with Super Mario 64 being the first. So there's a link to my Nintendo news here. Folks, i got to tell you something. Go Nintendo and my Nintendo news are... Oftentimes garbage. <laughs> I, I like I like the people that work at Go Nintendo, but these are just aggregates that don't really filter what they're aggregating. Yeah, they, they post I, fucking everything. Everything. I, I just go there when like I want to see scans of something. 
Right. This is not a place to go for news. I would take this, this like, an updated N64 games with an absolute grain of salt. These people, I mean, the people that do these sites, they, they'll take something and then they'll post it, like, right away. And they won't do any follow-up, no research. Like, I'll read an article and they'll they'll just, they'll be like, so-and-so is doing such-and-such. And I'm like, where's the context for this? Like, there's no, like, context to the article. I'm like, so who is this person? What is this game you're talking about? Like, so-and-so has said that they're going to put multiplayer in such-and-such game. And I'm like, I have no idea what that is. And all I do is just post like an embedded tweet link, and that's all. That's, that's all that is. And I'm like, that's a news story. And it's great that I have nothing against aggregates, but you got to put a little effort into it. And these guys don't. So I would take the. I don't know what the hell this is, and I would take it with a grain of salt. I don't know what I think about it. For the record, updated N64 games, cool. I guess I don't really care. It's not gonna happen, so I don't care. <laughs> I'm in if they're 1080p, but otherwise, fuck. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> nice. Man, Chris is on fire today. God, we gotta get this motherfucker liquored up every time we do this podcast. <laughs> uh, Nathan says, "Hey guys, do you have a particular series that you'd like to get into but have never been able to?" Um, there are a number of games that I feel like I missed out on over the years, but as I get older, it's becoming harder to find time to play everything I want to. Um, there's a couple parts. Let's just do that first. Um, I can't think of anything specific. Like I, I, I pretty much at least dabbled in everything I've wanted to, you know, at least dip my toes in, but I, I, I don't, mm, nah, I don't think so. Uh, I wanted to play the Silent Hill games. I only, I played like the Wii one, but I wanted to play like the classic ones. Um, so I was never able to get into those. What did you what did you what did you think of the Wii one? Because I liked it, but there's some mixed feelings about that one. I thought it was really good. Like I thought the um, the sense of atmosphere and immersion was like crazy top notch. There were like and... really simple things in that one I really liked. I liked like for instance, like early on when you're talking with the psychiatrist and you're like asked to like color your house, and then it goes back to like the game, and then like the house is the color that you colored it. Yep. Like things like that were really cool. And then I actually, I, there was like an interview that actually went in depth with all the different things that change within the game, not even just based on like answers you uh, give during those interviews and stuff like that, but even how you play the game. Oh, that's um, interesting. Like if there's something spooky coming up and if you like avoid going to it uh, longer or some stuff like that. So there's actually like some parts within the game itself that change uh, elements, but I can't, I'll have to look for the interview or something. Um, but no, yeah, and no, I thought that game was... Uh, really good, actually. I didn't have much many problems with it at all. No, I liked it. Um, but yeah, Silent Hill is one of the series I wanted to get into that I wasn't able to. I wish I could get into Pokemon. Because, I mean, as a Nintendo fan, I mean, a lot of the people that I, I talk to about this stuff, um, you know, that everybody gets so into it. And I, you know, I've tried to, you know, I, I played the first one. I played through the first one to completion, um, Blue on the Game Boy. Um, and since then, I've never been able to get into it again. And I wish I could because it's such a big thing, but I don't know. <laughs> you play Blue, it's the same fucking game. <laughs> uh, Nathan also asked, why is Seth so bad at Zombies Ate My Neighbors? All right, see, I I went back and beat it legit, Nate, okay? I, did, mm, I used a Game Genie to, to beat it. Like, that game is just, here's the problem with that game. It's just, it goes on forever. 
Like, how many, how many fucking neighbors does this dude have? What the fuck do you with some... He lives in, like, some cult commune or something, like, fucking Jamestown or whatever the fuck that shit was called. Um, yeah, no, no. But I did beat it legit after... He was egging me on. He was all like, oh, do I have to get on your case? Because he did the same thing to me with Contra Hardcore when I was about to give up on it. And, uh... So he's actually a good motivator to to beat games legit. But no, I went back. I went back and beat it. Um, from the problem with that game is when you continue from your password, like when you you get a password like every four levels, I think. Yeah. And you could continue when you put that password. You start over with none of your fucking shit that you've accumulated. So what's the point of that password then? Exactly. So it's just it's hard. It's really hard. So I was continuing from like the last password. And there's, like, giant ants everywhere and werewolves and something. And I got a squirt gun. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so I actually had to look up, like, a guide to see where, like, if I could even accumulate enough uh, stuff to beat it. And luckily, um, I got lucky, too. It took me, like, three retries just from that last password. Uh, Because the level you start off has, like, a bunch of items. But there's also a bunch of ants. And the ants could carry the items back to their hole. And then the items are just gone forever. So you got to stock up really good. But no, I beat it. So shut up, Nate. <laughs> uh, Silver Mongoose asks, "What are some games that have legitimately scared you?" And if we had read this question uh, around October twenty fifth when he asked it, it might have been timely. But now it's just like, "What games are you thankful for?" Or whatever it should be maybe more. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I, Bioshock. I was scared of the original Bioshock. That game was s- scary to me. I mean, I don't know what he means by legitimately scared. Like, was I like? fearful for my own life or safety like no but the game spooked me uh alan wake had some moments where i'm like you walk into the forest and the trees start blowing i'm like the fucking taken are coming i'm getting the fuck out of here <laughs> but i mean I, I don't know i guess there are degrees in this i mean i know i'm playing a video game it's just the fact that i have agency that i'm i have to actually walk into that forest or down this hallway and that's that's just un, un, I know it's down there I know something's gonna jump out and try and hit me or whatever it's not like that unknown but it's just the fact that I have to be the one to Man, do it I was playing well I'll talk about it on the games we play but I was playing Fatal Frame 4 and that game is legit mean making you do shit like that Fatal Frame scares me too fuck that game because because that's another one where, like, you kind of have an idea of what's happening because, like, it'll use, like, camera angles and stuff. And it'll show, like, like a ghost walking in the background, like, through a door. And you're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to go through that door. That's, I'm not going to want to do that. And it's very good yep. at setting that kind of shit up. Fatal Frame is really good because it's not – I mean, there are jump scares in the games. But it's really good at putting you in a constant state of unease with techniques like that. And – um I like that. It's a lot better than jump scares. It builds it builds tension, and it's fucking scary. I don't want to play it after a while, but it's a good scary. It's a good. I think it's a good method to build up scares. It's generally it's genuinely creepy and unnerving, and I like it. So there there are two games that I've ever just like stood up and turned my system off during, and one of them is Fatal Frame Four. What was the other? the other? The other is actually Shadow Man on N sixty four. Really creepy part in that. Okay, was it was it was it the playrooms? It was the playrooms. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the playrooms are bullshit. I'll give you that. that shit's it's like- a it's a part where you're you're swimming through a river of blood, and there's like an under 
blood. I, it's not underwater. I guess it's an under blood window where you could see into the playrooms and it's playing like the creepy music and shit. And I'm like, no, I don't want because I know where I'm going. I'm going to those playrooms through this river of blood. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. And I just stood up and turned it off. Yeah. They sort of do this river of blood as you go to the playrooms. And the playrooms are creepy because the music is creepy. Like it's this yes, really underrated, so creepy. but it's got like little squeaky toys and, and like, like laughing like in the kids background. It's laughing and shit. Yep. And, and that's part of the music. Like it's not ambience. That's the music. And then you go in and then there's two primary types of monsters. It's big bulky green things with the meat hooks. And as soon as they see it, they go, and they chase after you. They, they literally like yell at you like, and they chase you, waving their arms, their meal. You're like, fuck you, asshole. I'm out of here. And then there are these things. They're, they're like quadrupeds. I don't know how to describe them. They're almost like human babies with like diapers, but they're also kind of like dogs. Like they're really weird. And they like kind of like stumble after you. Like, no, 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 this is, we are not playing today. Nah, that's, that, that game has some very genuine, no, I'll give you that one. That's good. But I mean, even just in general, even when you first go to Deadside and you're standing in, you know, this, this, you know, shallow pool of blood and then there's like restless souls out there. And they're like, and you're like, oh man, this place is garbage. I have to hang out here. <laughs> and then you have to kill them. They go, and you have to shoot them with your shadow gun. And then they explode. They just, there's meaty chunks everywhere. And then you take their soul. Whatever they had left, that's it. Because they're boring little corpses and you took their soul and you ate it. And that's, that's unnerving to me. That whole game is unnerving. I did yeah, I mean, you enter, like, new areas from, like, chained-up torsos bodies. They're, like, there's this room where a bunch of, like, serial – I think it's the serial killers. Their bodies are, like, chained up, and they have, like, this hole in their torso. They don't have legs. They're just, like – it's their upper body chained up. And then, like, you go through their body, and then all of a sudden you're in a prison or something. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that's also – I mean, that's a little more psychological, I think. That's that's a lot less direct than swimming through blood or hearing the play. Yeah, but, but the fact that your bosses are serial killers – like that's 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 crazy to me. Yep, yep. You travel to like Deadside using your dead brother's teddy bear. Like, there's just a lot of like. Uh, I remember some creepy parts near the end with dead ghost brother. Stuff uh, the whole thing, yeah, no. And then you play the you play the second game, and you're like, "What is this shit?" <laughs> I never played the second one. I heard it was awful. I got it for two dollars at a flea market, and it's not it's not a cool it's not a cool game. It's not. What? But I'm a big baby anyway. Like, I, I was scared at, like, during parts of Ghostbusters on Xbox 360. Like, uh, <laughs> hey, let me, let me explain. <laughs> well, one of them doesn't even sound that scary because it's the, uh, it's like when you're wandering through the hallways of, of the hotel by yourself and they're all flooded with the water. Yeah, I was, was going like, to say that. Yeah, that's, yeah, when you're going after that, uh, is the, uh, that, um, Fisherman or something. Yeah, I mean, he, he himself's not scary. That's fairly comical because he's a fisherman ghost inside of a hotel for some reason. But um, I don't know; those hallways were freaky as hell. And they were. The and you other, got, you're separated from everyone too. And you yeah. are. That's what the, I think one of the first parts where you're by yourself and you're sort of wandering around. You're just sort of using because I recently, I actually just recently uh, replayed the game actually, uh, like the day before Halloween, and you're just wandering around in PKE meter, just trying to. Get you know, get a, a signal or something, and then just like the fucking candelabra ghosts come after you, and then you know the fisherman's kind of zooming around, and then silence, and nothing, and you're just wandering around past these barnacles and shit. <laughs> and the other part is the um, 
the children's reading room in the library. Oh, yeah. That one, yeah. I'll give you that one. I don't know. I don't know about the ghost hotel. I mean, I guess I can understand it being creepy, but I wouldn't be scared by her. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm a baby, so. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm a baby, too. I don't play scary games. Can we just take a moment to appreciate Ghostbusters 2009, by the way? Because that's an awesome game. That game was way better than it had any business being. I will appreciate everything, but Bill Murray just phoning in his fucking lines. He did. He did phone him <laughs> in. But, the, you know, there's just some genuine... I mean, some of the writing in that game was genuinely good. Like, one of, my, one of my favorite lines of all time is, like, in the very beginning when Ray is talking to Egon over the walkie-talkie. And, and Ray is like sort of in amazement that, the, why, why are there so many ghosts in the hotel again? And then there's this, like... And then you hear the static of the walkie-talkie, or, and then Egon's like, new people die every day. <laughs> so funny. The delivery was fantastic. Harold Ramis delivered that. Meanwhile, Bill Murray is just kind of like... Yeah, I'm Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> When's the next Wes Anderson paycheck? <laughs> I do I do remember like one really annoying part in that game, though. I mean, I, it's been a while since I played it. But nah, I, I mean, as with any first or third person shooter, there are definitely a few annoying parts. There was one involving gargoyles in a cemetery. Yes, and you had to smash them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that sucked. No, I'll give you that. There were some annoying parts, but that game was actually really, really solid. That no, I good. thought it was good. Did you ever play that, Chris? Nope. I never saw Ghostbusters before, like, last year, so... What? <laughs> That's what Craig says. My brain just shut down. I didn't even have a comeback for that. Maybe it was two years ago. I don't know. Wow. I liked it, but for some reason... It's I like on TV, like, every day on every channel. I don't know how you could just not watch it. I mean, I'm having heart palpitations I I, I right now. Like, I just stupid. don't even... Whew, I need a minute. Um, <laughs> what game What's have... the scariest game you play, Chris? No, I don't play scary games. I'm a baby. <laughs> I can play Disney Infinity with my wife. <laughs> No, I mean, I can't think of any any really scary games that I played. I mean, I played, like, you know, some Resident Evil stuff, but that's a, that's a lame answer. Come on. Zombies don't scare me, really, so... I Like, I, I want to play something like Fatal, Fatal Frame that sounds, you know, more creepy than, like, jump scares. It. It's fucking but I don't know if I want to play it, you know? I mean, you can download that, it. It's fucking it's, scary. I mean, Fatal Frame, I think, 1 and 2 are downloadable on PSN, so, I mean, they're not very expensive. So, I mean, if you want to give it a go and not spend a lot of money trying it... Yeah. There, there you go. Um, what the hell are you clicking on over there, by? Are we playing, like, Cookie Clicker or something? Yeah. Do you mind? <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> a little bit. Um, Not bad. Nah, it's all good. So you, you don't you don't play, just don't don't play scary Generally, games? no. I mean, not necessarily going out of my way to avoid them. I've just never really sought them out. Um, something like Fatal Frame I would like to play, but, you know, I... I didn't realize they were actually on PSN. I knew that, you know, they were available on PS2, and then I thought they were pretty pretty tough to find, so... I think that's a um, recent thing. I, I could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain they're on there. I, I may no, check that out, they are. They, they were even on sale during Halloween for, like, super cheap, so you missed out. God damn it. They're probably not very expensive anyway. I think they were, like, two bucks or something stupid. I might check those out. Good plan. Um, oh, come on, my screensaver just kicked in. Uh, Scott asks, are you more like Leslie Nope or Ron Swanson? Now, I don't, I don't know who these people are. Oh, oh, wait, is this Parks and Rec? This is Parks Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah. Um, you know what? Like, 
a year ago, six months ago, a few months ago, I went in. I'm like, who the fuck are you talking about? I actually recently started watching Parks and Rec um, on Netflix, and now I actually DVR the, the the season that's airing now. I actually really like it. I'm not a big sitcom fan, but there's a nice like ensemble cast, and they all work together really well. I actually really, I actually really like it. Um, but I am definitely not like Ron Swanson. He's all, I'm a man's man, and I'm masculine, and I eat eight pounds of bacon, and I like small government, and I shoot things, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's not me. None of, that, none of any of that stuff is me. But so you're Amy Poehler. I am probably closer to Leslie Nope than I am Ron Swanson, yep. I suppose you guys can't answer that, can you? I, I've probably seen like two episodes of Parks and Rec, so I don't know. I'll go Ron Swanson because he's prettier. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I don't think I'm a, a big man's man, so I guess I'll go with Leslie Nope. But I've never seen the show, so I am I am totally like not masculine. I'm I, not... I'm, I know I have like fill in the t- testosterone for all you guys. Yeah, I think you do. Oh, I was give me that fucking Princess Peach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was I was at a gay bar once, and because um, all right, there we go. So he's the least. Oh, shut up! <laughs> all right, and um, like this girl's like, you're not gay, right? And I'm like, nope. She's like, but not even like a little bit. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like she seems like you, you know, just on the weekends or something, right? You're like, <laughs> and it's and it's and I mean, and, and I'm not making. I mean, this is these aren't. This is not a gay joke that I'm making. Like, I, people are gay or bi or whatever. I don't care. But that's that's just like the that's how little masculinity I exude. Where someone's like, you know, I mean, I know you like chicks, but you know, once in a while, it's like, no. Nope. <laughs> I am not masculine, but did not do dudes. Dudes are, I don't even know how women get along with dudes. Like we're lumpy and hairy. There's nothing attractive about a guy. There's nothing attractive about us. I don't know, man. Have you seen Thor? I don't want anything to do with that. All right. All right. I can't, I can't do it. Nope. And I don't want to be like one of those people that's like fake repulsed. Like, guys, I'm not gay. Why would I like guys? But, like, it almost is kind of like that. Like, it's just, I'm just, <laughs> but I will totally wear a pink t-shirt. I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> what's, what's, what's Thor's name? Chris something? Chris Hemsworth. Know. He's fucking I didn't know that off the top of my head. I don't know anything about, I am so tired of comic book movies. It's not even funny. They're all stupid. Well. Stumpneck says, the fuck, Craig? Why didn't you buy Last of Us? I like this stump neck thing is becoming a thing. I was off the cuff <laughs> fucking thing I said. <laughs> Great. Leave him alone, Henry Rollins. <laughs> he does have a stump neck, doesn't he? He's the like that every time you say stump neck, it's just Henry Rollins right in my face. Like, he has brain. right. I mean, as far as like physically goes, that guy's like stump neck extraordinaire. But like as like the the concept of a stump neck the the you know the guy yeah no I Henry Rollins he's not he he's, not. he's the he's the physical embodiment of it but it's like his torso just goes straight into his head ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that guy yeah uh, no his his neck his his head is smaller than his neck width wise <laughs> yes clock blocker says welcome back Craig oh thank you. Uh, heard about that stuff at the subway train. May, uh, what stuff about the subway train? I don't, I don't know. I tw- maybe I tweeted something. I, I'm not sure I didn't hear about this stuff. <laughs> I, don't know what I don't know what he's talking about. Maybe I tweeted something. I don't remember. Man, some guy asked me last week if I wanted to work at a cabaret while I was waiting for my train. 
Somebody asked me about I don't know. What did they say? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody asked you to work at a cabaret while you were waiting for a train? If someone offered me a job in Japan, I would have worked at a cabaret instead of Japan. Are you nuts? <laughs> hey, big spender! Like, I, <laughs> I would have danced. I would have been fine. Um... Clock Blockers also says uh, Devil Survivor 2 is released here in Europe on October 15th. Dang, he's two years behind on that one, huh? Uh, just wondering if you Merkins have some very late but appreciated uh, releases as well. Um, now there was something. Xenoblade, right? Yeah, that's good. I, yeah. I don't know if I really appreciated though. I was like, oh, this game's long. Yeah, I didn't really uh, care so much for Xenoblade. <laughs> <laughs> um... I actually appreciate it, though. I don't know. I'm sure there's something. Yeah, maybe. Uh, what about you, Chris? Anything you appreciated that was late? No. No, we're we're Americans. Yeah, we we just expect stuff. We're not we're not appreciative at all. We just like what is it? We just get mad. We, we get have mad. we have one language here, and God damn it, if I have to press two for Spanish, you can fuck off. Take my business. <laughs> Geico, fuck you. I'm taking like, my business like to progressing. When, when something comes out late over here, it's like about time. We're not like, oh, thank you. Thank you, Sega, for bringing us. <laughs> no, like, Neither do they. What are you talking about? <laughs> right, right. Uh, D says the PS4 will cost uh, $1,828 and the Xbox One $914 here in Brazil. Why is that flip-flopped? Why is the Xbox One cheaper than the PS4? Uh, apparently they're Quite a lot being, too. Yeah. yeah, they're being manufactured in Brazil. Or not even manufactured, they're being put together in Brazil, I guess, so uh that takes off a whole bunch of taxes off the price. But um, yeah, I mean I think when people even worked out that math it was still it was still cheaper magically. I I, I don't um I wonder why they are so expensive in Brazil. Because, I mean, this is this is not unfamiliar to a lot of people, these, these things. I, I was reading a lot about this, actually. Um, apparently, they have, like, they're just taxed to hell, and they're even part of the gambling tax, mm. I guess. Because, I, I mean, I see a lot of ire drawn at, like, Sony or at the manufacturers, and I was like, it can't be because of the manufacturers. There's got to be, like, taxes or something on these things. Yeah, It can't be because of the manufacturers. They're taxed to hell. Video games are taxed to hell over there. That's fucking garbage. I mean, like... Well, we have sim taxes here, too. Um, uh, you know, in, in some... I mean, these they seem extreme, these these taxes. But, I mean, even here in the U.S., I mean, like, things like alcohol and cigarettes are, are taxed to shit. Yeah, but, I mean, I, there were, there were, there's, like, tax breakdowns that you could find online, and it's just ridiculous. That'd be interesting. I'll have to look that up. And I invite our listeners to look that up. It pays to be worldly. Um... But, like, for those prices, like, for $1,800, you could just, like, fly to America and buy yourself a PS4 and fly back. It'll probably be about the same price, but you could vacation out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not. I mean, she goes on to ask, would you ever pay that much for a console? And the answer is no, because I'm reluctant no. to even pay what they what they want me to pay. So I would not pay that much for a console. Nope. Uh no, she goes on to say, Chris, I'm looking for some comic book recommendations. I've read Iron Man Extremis and The Young Avengers, and I'm mostly interested in Marvel books. This is your time to shine, Chris! Fuck! I wish I was prepared. <laughs> um, oh, it's, like a, Marvel books. it's like an episode of the Power Rangers, and they all have to have like specific episodes. Like There's like a, there's like an episode about like Asian foods. So of course, Trini has to be the start of it. So this is, this is your episode. Your Trini... It, 
comic books are your really Asian weird. food. What's really weird was the Asian food episode was actually starring Billy. <laughs> Go, Billy. <laughs> was it really? No. He's making I, we both made that up. But Trini and Billy got along. They were there's something going on there, I tell you what. Obviously, obviously. Uh, uh the best I think the best Marvel books going right now are Daredevil and Hawkeye. Um, because they're actually not like super dark and gritty or, you know, super action packed or they they feel a lot different from everything else that's out right now. He just wants you to read about Pizza Dog or whatever the shit that is. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Pizza Dog's awesome. And of course, trade paperbacks are available for the low, low price of $73 in Brazil. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, really. Now, Pizza Dog aside, Hawkeye is, is really great. <laughs> woof, woof, I'm a pizza. He's not a dog made of pizza. <laughs> this isn't space balls, dude. <laughs> That's not picturing. Oh my god, I'm a pizza. <laughs> I would read that. <laughs> Come on, did you say pizza dog? This man... <laughs> fucking just dog made a sloppy fucking shit. <laughs> running around like fucking like gooey cheese and pepperoni, like <laughs> panting out of his mouth. Woof, woof, I'm a pizza. That's, just, that's all I can picture. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to draw this. If Marvel won't draw pizza dog, as I envision it, I will draw my own pizza dog. <laughs> I look forward to your hit comic book, Chris. <laughs> oh, uh, don't worry, IDW will pick it up. We'll be okay. <laughs> oh. Brad, so, uh, read Pizza Dog, D. <laughs> uh. Brad says, "Don't really have a question. Just wanted to say how goddamn good Wind Waker HD is. Have a good one, guys. We'll do our best. You have a good one too. And Wind Waker HD is." Goddamn good. Yeah. That's when there's cannons. Um, confused Batman says, "Hey, Tank Tops and Seth." Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a crew neck sweater. Like that's, I'm not a tank top. Yeah, definitely crew neck. And every once in a while, if I'm feeling bold, a little V neck in there. <laughs> <laughs> My shoulders are too broad for a V neck. It just looks fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear I'm a sweater vest. So. <laughs> over a white t-shirt exactly um as a kid who plays classic games and tries not to let graphics play a lot into the oh, i remember reading this question is actually this is actually a good good comment um a lot into the experience uh there are just some games like early 3d games on the n64 i just can't stand them i'm not really referring to something like mario 64 as it looks nice and clean but more like games with really over complicated textures and billboarding i can't stand billboarding if you're not familiar with the, with the term, it's when there's a 2D object, and, it's, and so it's a sprite that's designed to always face the camera, is what he's referring to, billboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't stand games where that's constantly there, so I'm wondering if it's just me being an idiot kid, or do you guys find some older games hard to come back to? Um, I think we've talked about this before. I mean, these early 3D games are tough. I mean, the PS1 had its own issues with, like, texture warping and pixelated textures and stuff. I mean, but the N64 has has problems, too. And just some of these games just look really muddy. The resolution is just really low. There's fog. Like, there's a lot of, like, problems that you can't just write off as, like, 
um, well, you're a graphics or if you can't get into this. Like, no, they really impact your 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 gameplay. They really impact your experience. So, um, I mean, even now, like some of these games I played as a kid and I really enjoyed them, I go back to play them and I'm like, no, it's it's tough. I, I totally get what you're saying. They weren't, yeah, they weren't. I like honestly, I rarely even noticed it back then because that's all there was. And right, right, yeah. Those yeah. Didn't know any games. better, yeah. Yeah, those were the video games. But when you go back, no, they're a lot of them are tough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like it seems the more graphically ambitious they got, and the better they looked at the time, the worse they are now. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty pretty good assessment. It's funny how everyone complained about like the like the frame rate in Perfect Dark never bothered me. And now I'm like, oh no, yeah, yeah, this is this is a footbook. Yeah, no, it's totally, <laughs> it's, it's really bad. Frame rate in Perfect Dark. That's when you knew you were doing awesome shit. Like if you like lined up a bunch of uh, proximity mines along a wall and yeah, stuff's exploding, and there's a bunch of guys get her. Like just a bunch of dudes. They just bunny hop to the side. They have random like dodge animations and. <laughs> I hate it whenever they just jump to the side like that. They jump to the side, yeah. like out of nowhere, out of context. <laughs> totally related to nothing. I'm gonna jump to the side. Get her. And they just keep running against that door. You're standing. They're not getting in. They're not getting in the door. You're standing against it. But they just keep running and running and, and running shoot, against that door. Yep. And they shoot her. <laughs> shoot them. You bitch. Dude, <laughs> dude, if you bothered to open the door, you could have done something about it. But you did it. So fuck you. Don't call me a bitch. Yep. But uh, no, yeah, they're they're hard to get back to. Some of them. Some of them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you if you play it for like if you play nothing but N sixty four for like a week or two you you get super used to it though yeah you'll be acclimated no, mm-hmm. yeah that's true. same with uh same with PlayStation actually like when I first started playing Final Fantasy seven I was like what this is the ugliest fucking shit I've ever seen after like a week of playing it I was like I was like oh I understand what's actually on the screen now I know what that <laughs> door over there is supposed to be because some of those backgrounds are rough in that game uh but yeah you get acclimated to it if you start. If you play for a while, doesn't mean yeah. you should, but right. <laughs> you get used to it. But yeah, like you said, the simpler ones like Mario 64, they always actually stand up uh, a lot better because they don't try to do too much. They don't try to push the system to its limits. Yep, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also says that, uh, that he has two cats. One is Siamese and one is black and white, mostly black. Cats are cool. Cats nope. are cool. Nope. God, God. So we're, so we're in agreement. Cats are awful. No, God tier pets. You guys, you fucking peasants have no idea. Dogs do. Dogs, you Dogs are fucking stupid. Dogs you are can't stu- wrestle with a cat. I wrestle with my cat. Like, you have no, <laughs> my main coon fucking rules. My main, ah, man, dogs are dumb. You have to teach a dog how to pee. My cat's like, litter box? I got this. Dog's like, newspaper? What's that? I don't... I'm a pizza. I don't get you it. Make pee out, you make them pee outside. Yeah, I'm so it. glad my dog pees outside and not in the house. Yeah, they don't... Yeah, You have to teach them to do that, too. Dogs are dumb. It's fine. Well, that just means that's that they're battery. smarter. It's, 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 like, it's, like, it's like a toddler, man. You gotta, like, uh... They, they, they start off a little slower, but then they're smarter overall. No, nah, I don't think so. Mm, all right. Cats rule. No. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, he goes on, you got another comment from him here. He says, time for another comment, Sonic Heroes fans and Seth. Recently, I've been watching Fringe, and I love it. I'm only on episode 10 right now, though, because I've been watching it with my mom since she's a big uh, fan of the X-Files. It's pretty great, but I can't uh, wait for the alternate universe and time travel stuff to come to play. Those are basically my favorite sci-fi plot devices. You know, the funny thing is, he's on episode 10, and he's loving it, whereas I was on episode 10, I'm like, where the fuck is this show going? This is stupid. Like, I couldn't get, I was not into the show at that point. And then it gets awesome. 
And then the last season could have been awesome with its premise, which I, I mean, I don't, he already, he already knows that there's time traveling, there's alternate universe and all that. So he seems to be hipping with it, but I'm not going to talk about the, the final season too much. But the final season was like, it could have been cool, but it was just kind of boring. I was so amped on that show, and I watched that final season, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I was amped on the show, and I still haven't watched the final season. I feel terrible about it. I watched, like, the first four episodes or so. I used okay, to tweet about. But... All you used to tweet about was Fringe. I'd have, like, 50 tweets It used to be day, really, really good. Fringe. It season is really good. Season two and season three were really, really good. Season four was, was good, too. I don't know. It that final season is not – it has such a cool concept. Like there's a cool premise to it. And it feels like everything was leading up to that. But the actual like narrative that's around – that's you know within that final season, just not that awesome. Yeah. I do want to go back and finish it. I mean I don't hate the show or anything, but um, – No, overall I, it's still a good like show. It, it, it definitely slowed down a bit. Um, which is how I felt about the first season too. So you know, if he's enjoying it now, and you know, it's only going to go up. I think. Yeah. If you like alternate universe stuff, just watch Sliders because that's the entire. That's no, the entire show. Sliders is stupid. It started off all right, I think. Sliders is like cats. What if <laughs> Sliders is like cats? All right, how about this? If you like X Files, watch. Uh, watch. Why can't I think of the name of the show? That stupid CW show. Um, Supernatural. Supernatural. Watch Supernatural. I, I like Supernatural. I, I haven't. I stopped. I, I haven't watched past season five. I think. Yeah. So here's here's the thing with Supernatural. Supernatural started out with like um, like urban legends, and there's some genuinely creepy episodes. Uh, that it was they like did. Monster of the Week stuff. It was Monster of the Week, and I like. Well, Monster it. of the Week. They, they had they had an overarching narrative, but they you know it was largely Monster of the Week stuff. Um, and they started getting to this mythos, and it started out with demons, and then it went into like angels. And I was like, this is stupid. But the show explained it with one line. They were just like, if there's demons, what makes you think there aren't angels? And I'm like, okay, Supernatural, you win this round. All right, but de- I mean, the angels were like, they're validated like right away as soon as Cass showed up, right? Cass like, is he's awesome. Fucking, he's, he's awesome. He's awesome. But then but then you go into this, and I, and I mean, I don't want to tell people to watch the show who haven't watched the show and then give shit away, but, you know, they, then they f- end up fighting Lucifer. And Sam dies, and I'm like, I should have just ended there. How did? Where did you go from there? You fucking killed the devil. What the hell are you supposed to do? And then, but then, but then they keep going. I mean, that was only like season five or six or something. And now they're uh, on, yeah. And now they're on nine, and they just keep going with like sort of biblical canon stuff. There's like Leviathan, and I'm like, this is dumb. And now, like most recently, like Metatron, like ejected all the angels from heaven, and I'm like, I don't care. You, you are taking this angel thing. Way too far. This is stupid. You guys think comic books are stupid. Jeez. All right, just. But it's very comic booky. It is very comic book. <laughs> but, but here's what keeps Supernatural together, even when it's bad. And you know what? The, the dog thing. Dean was a dog in tonight's episode. I can't wait to watch that on my DVR. I can't wait to. Dean's a dog. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. I saw a preview of it like last week. Like, Dean, you're a dog. Woof, woof, I'm a dog. Like, I don't. I don't want to watch that. But. The, but the interaction between Sam and Dean, the chemistry, is not quite as good as Mulder and Scull, uh, Scully chemistry, but it's close. Like, that's what holds the show together. And then they, and then the occasional, like, trifecta with Cass, and you, you just – that's the reason to watch the show because the stories I, are actually I, really stupid now. I, I think what also helps it is when they have the episodes that just completely make fun of themselves as well. Oh, yeah. There's a great sense of humor about that. Um, 
No, it, it just seems like it just seems like a fun show. Like you really feel like I mean, this is really stupid because a lot of people say these say this about things, but you can tell that they're having fun making the show, and I think that makes a big difference. So uh, I don't know. I like it because of the characters, but I think the plot is really stupid at this point. Yeah, yeah. I liked it better when it's Monster of the Week. Monster of the Week was good, and like, and then I could even accept some of the biblical stuff up until they killed Lucifer. I, was, I remember. I remember when they first started getting into the story. There was like an early. Um, there was an early dip in the story where it seemed like they did not know what they were doing. I think it was like right when they sent everybody to like demon training camp out in like <laughs> out in some like ghost town or something. I know. What you're and then about. and then uh, Sam. Wait, which one's Sam? Sam's the younger brother, right? He got stabbed in the back. What? S- what? S- Sam. Sam is the one who was like in college and yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he gets stabbed or something and then he starts becoming demonish. Um, but there was, there was a point somewhere in there where they had no idea what they're like. They did this whole thing and then they did nothing at all with it at all. And I'm pretty sure that was the, the demon training cap area. He has, he has an angel inside of him. Now he's carrying, he's a vessel for an angel, but he doesn't know it. Huh? Yeah. Why are we talking about, let's stop talking about supernatural. Yeah, this this pot, this episode's gonna be so long. Um, uh, he goes on to say, also, Craig, since you you too are into electronic indie stuff, I would definitely recommend checking out Two Door Cinema Club if you haven't already. Um, I have. Um, I don't know how to say this so outside like a dick, just not my thing. Um, I've actually I've been listening to churches lately, which is stylized as churches with a V instead of a U. It's pronounced churches, but it's spelled with a V. They're um, Roman or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but that's fantastic. I can't stop listening to that. That is a fantastic, fantastic album. One of my favorite of the year. Uh, that's just fantastic, like, synth pop. So good. So good. I love it. So if you haven't checked out Churches, you should give that a shot. With a V. With a V. Well, because if, if you just Google Churches, you don't know how far you're going to get. <laughs> but if you put the V in there instead of the U, you will definitely get the group I'm talking about. They got a couple videos and stuff on YouTube. I mean, like, my favorite songs are, like, uh, gun and the mother we share, and I think uh, is the one. I, you know, the one I like I think it's called Lies. I don't pay attention to track titles so much these days, but uh, those are my favorite songs. So. And I just realized that it's been it's almost been a year since I started listening to the podcast. I started listening at uh, at episode ninety six and have stuck with it ever since. That's a long time. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, anyway, see you guys later. Remember, the observers are here. Wow, is that a fringe thing? That is a fringe thing. Uh, Mamba Shark, who I've, I've never seen that name before, so this I hope this is a new person. Maybe that's cool. Thanks for thanks for dropping us a comment. He says, "On a Zelda kick lately, what is your favorite Zelda dungeon?" I have never considered this. <laughs> favorite Zelda dungeon? Well, because some of them are so so like very basic. Like you can't really consider like I, I would say like anything in the first. Two Zelda games. I mean, you can like them. They're just so similar. It's like everything's just these, you know, basic block I dungeons. I like the swastika. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called the Manji. Whatever. Um, I mean, even some things in like, you know, it's tough to discern things like even in like uh, Link's Awakening. You know, they're just so samey and not very. Uh, there's not a whole lot of variety. Or there's not many themes to them. So. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I have one. I don't. 
even think I don't know. Like conceptually, I really like the Desert Colossus dungeon in Ocarina of Time, but I don't even think it's that great of a dungeon on the inside. Um, I I'm struggling with this, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Chris, qu- quick, say something. Uh, I really like the Stone Tower Temple from Majora's Mask. I think it's really well. I, I think it's really cool the way you know it flips over and you know it's still that's, that's you can really actually cool. move around and shit. Yeah, um, that's you know I I always say that Wind Waker is my favorite Zelda, but I I do think that Majora's Mask has the best dungeon design in the series. I actually I like the climb up to that dungeon as well. I do too. So, that, yeah, that is. You have the favorite dungeons, but Termina is or Termina whatever. That's my favorite overworld. That is such an awesome overworld. But, like, I mean, I like Majora's Mask Dungeons, but, like, Great Bay Temple, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't pay attention. I just randomly swam through those tum- tunnels until I got to the end. I just kept, what? I'm like, this one, that one, da, 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 done. What's the one, what's the one where you get the ice arrows and you have to, like, shoot the ice arrows on the water and make platforms? That's Great Bay Temple. Great Bay oh. Temple. I, I, like the, I like the idea of that, but, yeah, like, you just jump in the water and let the, it flow and take you away. And they have, like, the uh, tunnels are, like, different colors and stuff. Like, I'm not paying attention. Like, I don't know where this is going. I'm not paying attention to these colors. <laughs> I literally just randomly swam through those tunnels until I got, got to where I was going. I did not pay attention at all. I'm pretty sure I have done that, but I have also actually figured out where to go. But it's been a while I, since I've played that. Uh-huh. I don't know. That's a tough question. All of them and none of them. For me, dungeons aren't really the the thing that I look for in the series. Like, I I like exploring the overworld and doing side quests and stuff more, so... And that's a weird thing to say, because the dungeons are such a huge um, component to them. But honestly, like, to me, like, the dungeon is such a perfunctory thing. Like, I'm going to go in, and I'll get the map, the compass, the big key, and I'll get my item, and I'll solve some stupid puzzle with my fucking hookshot, and then I'll kill the boss, and then I'm out. Like, there's such a functional element that I need to do to get to the next part, and I just I don't think of them in, in a favorites kind of mentality. I just think of them as things I have to do to get to the parts that are my favorites. I, yeah. I like I like the dungeons just because I like to see like what is gonna be like what's gonna be the gimmick within the dungeon, you know. But um, it's never like like I like the magnetic boots in in Twilight Princess where you're like walking along the ceilings. I wish you walked faster. Yeah, it's, I think yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's a really cool idea. It's a cool idea. I just have no enthusiasm for it because I'm like, Ugh, clang, 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 <laughs> clang. And like and like I said, I like the ice arrows in in Majora's Mask, but I don't think that dungeon itself is all that great. Do you know? Do you know what dungeon I actually really like though? I like uh, Dodongo's Cavern in in Ocarina of Time. That's a good one. Yeah, I think that one's my favorite. It's very iconic with the big old dead Dodongo up in the top. You, like, see him right when you get in. You know that's going to be your goal where you got to get through, and then eventually you get your bombs and you throw them into his eyes and stuff. Actually, yeah, I like that dungeon. I think that one's my favorite. Yeah, I don't know. I tend to prefer things that are outside of dungeons. Like, I mean, maybe that's why one of the reasons, obviously, that I just love Majora's Mask because there's so many things that happen outside of the dungeons and the dungeons so very little dungeons yeah exactly there's just so few dungeons um the focus just isn't on those things on these things that i find to be perfunctory that i have to do because in the game focuses on so much you know so many other things 
Oh, it's the same with Wind Waker. I just like exploring and finding new mm-hmm. islands and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I spent so much more time exploring and, you know, doing side quests and figurines and stuff than I did going and doing dungeons when I've been playing Wind Waker lately. I feel like a lot of Zelda games have that one frustrating dungeon, though. Like the Water Temple, the Great Bay Temple, mm. and like and like Wind Waker was that what was it that leaf one with like blowing wind and stuff? I hate I don't I haven't gotten to that point yet in HD because I've just been dicking off so much of that game. But the, I remember like the first time I played, I hated that. I was so mad at that dungeon. I could not find out which way to go. Even when I was reading a guide, I'm like, guide, what the fuck are you talking about? What is, I don't know where you're trying to, I hated that dungeon. That dungeon was so frustrating. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? I, I don't know if you're talking about the one where you get the leaf or you're talking about the one where you got to plant seeds everywhere. I don't remember. I remember it was a, it was a forest themed dungeon. I'm pretty sure there was there's like two of those though. I assumed he was talking about the one with the the seed planting, right? And there's one where like I think it's like, there's like a giant vent that blows you upward. Okay, I think. yeah, that's yeah, the one that's, where you gotta plant the yeah, seeds, that's yeah. the wind temple. That's so frustrating. And like, even, I mean, even like there's like these extraneous things. Like even when you have to like carry Medley around, oh fuck you, Medley! God damn it. She's fine. It's the other. What's his name? A car. Yeah. Yeah. I hate them both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, see, and I really like the mirror puzzles in, in, in the goddess temple or not the goddess temple. Oh, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked again. I just, I like elements of a lot of dungeons, but dungeons yeah, I'll give you the, yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I agree. I do like elements of dungeons or even like concepts. Like, I mean, we all agree that like, what is it? Like, um, the, that snow one in Twilight Princess. I mean, the con. Yeah, I mean, it's not the great lugging around that stupid ball and then throwing it at things. I mean, that's like the opposite of fun. But the concept of like being in this big mansion and making soup or whatever. I mean, that's that's kind of cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, guy watching football next door says, "Yeah." He's he's into that. <laughs> he's into that soup dungeon as well. <laughs> Uh, Africhi says, hello, TV and sass. Yes, I'm going to be using this for every question I ask you guys. It's a good, good, good name. We should, he's, he's got sass in capital letters. Maybe we should come up with an acronym for that. Given that I haven't listened to your podcast in a while, I decided to catch up. And boy, do I regret stopping listening to you guys. I wish everyone felt that way. I stopped listening to you. Man, what was they thinking? I'm so stupid. Your podcast is great. Um, so here's the question. What are some of your favorite soundtracks in video games, specifically your favorite tracks of said soundtracks? Mine would probably be the Harvestman series along with Infamous, although I cannot uh, pick up specific tracks. Uh, that's all for me. Uh, have a good one, guys. You know, I was watching some Sonic 3 and Knuckles videos recently, mm. and I really like the soundtrack to that game, but I specifically really like the, the Ice Cap Zone song and i think um that's gonna be my answer right now just because it's something i watched recently or listened to recently anyway so uh but also god i always mention jet set radio and shit like that so i'm not even gonna go there yeah i'm gonna go there oh yeah uh, i love jet set radio i like the world ends with you i mean one of the ones that i usually end up picking i really like Yuzo Koshiro's music in Super Adventure Island on the Super Nintendo. All right, but you got to go for specific tracks within those now, Craig. What's your favorite Jet Set Radio song? Um, probably Humming the Bass Line, maybe. Or maybe something like by Guitar Vader, like, you know, Big in the Super Brother. Um, and I still think it's weird that there's a song about Mario inside of that Sega game. 
Um, but I really, I really like, um, there's a track called Essential Vitamins on uh, Super Adventure Island soundtrack. And that's, it's fantastic. Listen to it. Look it up on YouTube. Essential Vitamins, Super Adventure Island. And then listen to Ice Cap Zone and tell me which one's better. Uh, Essential Vitamins. But it's just crazy that like, the Super Nintendo's making that music. That That's nuts. So good. But that whole that whole game is a fantastic soundtrack. It's, that's really, really good. And it's not one that you hear about. Like, most people, when you talk about great soundtracks, you, oh, I like Chrono Trigger. It's, I'm not sure it's got great music and all. But, you know, Super Adventure Island, no one talks about that. But that's that's good stuff. It's worth playing the game just to hear the music while you play it. Nah, Super Adventure Island's annoying. The game or the music? Because if you say the music, so the, help The me. game, the game. Yeah, the game's not great. I, I mean, I've never played Super. I've played... One of the, I've played the NES one. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this, but the game's annoying. What? No, no. Adventure Island 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. I don't know which one I played, man. They're all the same. All... They, no, <laughs> no, they're different. You all run around and throw, like, axes or something and then skateboard for some reason. No, no. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. An eggplant makes you mad. Um, no, it's got dinosaurs. That's no, good. No, Adventure Island 2 is great, but Super Adventure Island, eh. It's all right. I mean, I like the game because I have sort of this nostalgic attachment to it, but... Um, in general, I mean, I guess objectively, it's not that awesome. Okay. What about you, Chris? Chris, you guys up. know what I'm going to say. You're up, Chris. Pizza dog. Batman. Wind Waker. Oh, oh. Wind Waker is is probably my favorite video game soundtrack. Um, and, and the, best the song. It's got good songs. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big part of why I love it. Is you know that the music really adds a lot to it. I think. Um, but the the credits theme is my favorite track. I love the title screen. Title screen is good. Ocean theme is good. Dragon Roost. So many good good, good tunes good. in that game. Oh, there's a song that plays at the end when uh, Daphnis, Daphnis, da- whatever the King of Hyrule is mm-hmm. talking to Ganondorf, and it's so and like it mixes in some of the classic. I think it's the NES Zelda. Uh, level 9 dungeon music within it and it's just so fucking good doom 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 yeah something along <laughs> those lines <laughs> but yeah, yeah I love you know. the way it, it does use some of the, the older you know music but it also uses a lot of new stuff too a lot of stuff that's um, very particular to that game yeah absolutely and it's it, the whole soundtrack has a really cohesive feel you know it's got that like Celt, kind of Celtic kind of thing it's I don't know it works really well I think I agree uh, Confused Batman says, Craig, you should look into getting a new mic. The built-in one on your iMac is pretty bad compared to Seth or even Chris. Chris, aren't you even, aren't you using a built-in one? Yep, I'm using the built-in one on my MacBook Pro. We're using the same exact microphone. I don't know what he was talking about. I added the podcast. I don't hear any drastic differences between us, myself. I don't know. I mean, not to say that a, that a, that a dedicated, separate microphone would not be better. I just don't think my microphone is particularly different the only thing i think that affects our our voice quality is uh the bit rate i don't i think our microphones are pretty comparable myself uh and then he also says craig i can validate accounts on the forums my forename is austin yeah maybe maybe i'll look into that i keep saying that i just haven't had time 
Sorry, sorry, now, now I'm getting. They want to help you with your. <laughs> I know. I, I want them to thrive. They're like, we'll do the work for you, Craig. Just let. Nah, us. they no, nah, they just want to let in all the bots. No, no, I do have to get some people because I mean, I would have to teach them how to use the interface, which is a really terrible interface, and teach them to like what to look for in terms of rejecting and how to reject and all that. Kind of stuff. I'm sure they're smart people. They could. I'm sure they could figure this out. The interface is garbage. I'm sure they are too. But I would rather them know than stumble their way through it, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, eventually I will figure some. I, I did go through it and fix up some things, and then added a link to the forums to the main page of the site. So, I mean, I made a little progress here. Did do something. So, give me a little, thank you, thank you. See, so that's all I'm saying. A little credit. Appreciate it. Anyway, it's all the questions. It's all the input from the mailbag. Again, if you want to get involved with the, with the show. Please, we invite you to get involved. Stimulus.net, click on the mailbag and shoot us something. Um, now let's talk about some games we've been playing lately, which is, by lately, we mean like the past month or so. And I'll start off. Um, I've been playing a few things, but to narrow it down, uh, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon X. And guys, prepare yourselves. Okay. I re- that sandwich, we know. I really like it. <laughs> you, what? I, I really like it. Here's the thing. This, my problem with Pokemon, and I've said this a million times, so it's nothing new, but to reiterate, Pokemon is a great concept. And at its core, it's actually a really great game. The problem with Pokemon is that it is based on repetition. I mean, it's a hugely repetitive game. Whether you're grinding for the single player to level up some new Pokemon that you caught, or because previously, I mean, they really, you really had to level them up individually. And you don't get much experience from wild Pokemon you find on the grass. It would be a nightmare and it would take forever. Um, or whether you're, you know, breeding and grinding to uh, uh, for, for multiplayer. I mean, there's a lot of repetitive stuff, a lot of visiting Pokemon centers, a lot of mashing the A button through the game. And just the mountains of text and the nested menus and all this other shit just did not make any of that easy. It was an aggravating game it, it just it was not user friendly and i know people love this game i just I, I just i don't know how you can argue against that it's not on your that game is not on your side and that's that's my glass sandwich concept i i want a delicious sandwich and i bite into it and it just tastes like glass um now pokemon x and y there are certain things it does not do to alleviate this there's still a lot of text there's still a lot of repetition but, I mean, in many ways, I mean, you really got to expect the repetition. It's an RPG. There's going to be some grinding. I mean, most people who get into Pokemon understand what they're getting themselves into. But there are a lot of new things that make it go quicker. And one in particular is the pacing, where in previous games, it would just drag out the opening for so long. And then you would so much dialogue, cutscenes, then finally you get your Pokemon, then a bunch of other stupid people would talk. Maybe you'd have one battle. You wouldn't be able to buy Pokeballs right away because the game doesn't want you buying Pokeballs. You know, if heaven forbid you actually catch Pokemon, it's gonna it's gonna make you wait for that. Then finally you can catch Pokemon. I'll start selling you Pokeballs so you can catch Pokemon, and it's gonna be the same stupid like Weedles and Pidgeys and Zigzagoons. I mean, every game starts off with the same boring insects. And just, you know, normal type Rattatas or whatever. And everyone has the same party in the beginning because there's no variety. And um, it would just be a long, tedious nightmare. But in this game, like, right away, you have your you have your starter Pokemon. Right away, as soon as you see a shop, you can buy Pokeballs and start catching Pokemon. And they're not the same things, like, that you normally... I mean, right away, you have access to Pikachus and Pansages. Like, you're, you're beyond the normal 
bug poison and normal types like you're you're into leaf types and electric types and um and just the wide variety of pokemon that you can catch is 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 just really fantastic it, it really makes it really feels like that with even early on you can start sort of cobbling together a decent party that you know your friends are playing the game they have a completely different party there's enough variety and enough options at your disposal to to put together something you might like um you get your first badge really quickly and then you meet the professor you meet the professor your professor doesn't even give you your first pokemon your friends do and um he gives you a choice of one of the gen one starters so you know again almost immediately you have you know another really cool pokemon at your disposal and um and so, I mean, all that's happening really quickly. And you also get, um, there's an experience, I think it's called, was it called Experience All or something like that in the first game? But that, they've been on through all these games. You have this experience share, experience all item where even Pokemon that don't fight, because only Pokemon that fight, you can have six people in your party, but only the one that's out or the, whatever one who's out gets experience points, unless you use Experience All or whatever it's called. Um you get that right away. Instead of like waiting to like the end of the game, you get that right away, and it makes a dramatic impact to leveling your team. You don't have to grind individual Pokemon to level up because they all level up fairly evenly. And then you have access to like um, mini games to level up um, specific stats right there on the touchscreen. You can just stop playing right in the middle of nowhere and just start doing those. Um, you can do Pokemon Me, which is like that. Tamagotchi kind of thing where you play mini games with them and feed them cupcakes or whatever. That's and not healthy. No, it's I'm like Jesus Christ, <laughs> these motherfuckers get so they love it. That's their normal. That's I don't know. I guess it's healthy for them. It's where they uh, eat out in the wild. It's just yeah, cu- wild cupcakes. They just grow on trees. <laughs> um, but uh, that that raises like their affection. If you start leveling that up, they gain boosted experience. They land critical hits easier. Um, they will like dodge things or just shake off status ailments. Like someone will try to poison them and they'll be like, Nope, I have high affection for my master. So I'm not poisoned. And (laughs) (laughs) that's how poison works. No, me neither. But there are a lot of things that just make the game more use that make it quicker and more intuitive, more user friendly. Um, and I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, you can, there are just like other like little things like you can customize like the look of your character and you know, there's just, a lot of things I like about it. And, um, I mean, this is the first time in a long time where I'm really, really, really enjoying Pokemon. Maybe even since the first generation. I may, I may not have enjoyed a Pokemon since this much since the first gen. And, um, I mean, if you, Pokemon hasn't been your thing or you haven't been able to get into recent installments, I mean, give this one a look because it's, it's different. And I really like it a lot. Hmm. Hmm. So, what kind of sandwich is this, Greg? <laughs> this is a pretty good sandwich, I would say. I don't know. I don't have an example for this one. It actually does sound like an improvement. I mean, I haven't played Pokemon since since Blue, obviously, as I said earlier. But I mean, I do remember some of that stuff bothering me then. You know, being able to only find like Caterpies early on. Yeah. Um. So, I, I'm kind of surprised that it's taken this long for some of that. I know. Some, yeah. Me, but yeah. But it it does sound like it's you know definitely an improvement. So, I like how Chris has Pokemon like a mom. Pokemon? I, yeah. I don't know. How do you how do you say it? Pokemon. Someone, like, po- like, Pokemon? How, like if you're if you're somebody's mom, that's how you say it. You Is... play that Pokemon? 
know. You said Pokemon, whatever. But, I know, man. Um, I mean, movement's quicker. Like, you have roller skates, like, right away. Now, roller, roller skates. Yeah, you zip around <laughs> on those. Here's the problem with roller skates, though. Um, the game is still technically grid-based. Even if still? You're, yeah, believe it or not, it's still technically grid-based. And so even though when you, if you zip around on the, the roller skates, you're not moving on the grid on the roller skates, which is weird. But everything else operates on the grid. So, like, entrances to buildings or talking to NPCs, that still operates on the grid. So you can zip around on the roller skates and then try to talk to someone, but you're not lined up on the grid. So you use the roller skates with the circle pad, and you walk normally with the D-pad. So then you might have to kind of nudge yourself with the D-pad to, like, enter a Pokemon Center or talk to an NPC. So it's a little awkward. They, apparently, they still haven't gotten that down. So you, but you move faster in general, but every once in a while, you're kind of like, ugh. You kind of have to I like, feel like there's some, like, technical incompetence over at Game Freak or something. I think so. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, like, there's no 3D in most of the game, and then they're still using grids? I don't... Yeah, this, it's still technically a grid, even if you're not always walking on the grid, because the roller skates don't operate on it. That's so weird. That's it is. Weird. It is really, really weird. I mean, there's a few other quibbles I have with it, but overall, I'm just really enjoying it, and I am surprised by how much I'm enjoying it. I like it. You know, but you can't deny it. I like it. I'm glad you are enjoying this Pokemon. <laughs> Thank you. This, this, what do you kids call it? The Pokemons. <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> um, what else? I played uh, some Samurai Kakura. On, that's a Japanese beat-em-up on the 3DS. And this is coming out in the West. Uh, we're getting the Senkai Kakura Burst version, which is the original game plus some side story or something. And um, that's coming out download only from Xseed in North America. And then Europe's going to get a physical release for that. So how about those boobs, huh, Craig? There, is a, there are a lot of boobs and butts in this game. So many butts. Like when you yeah. transform, they just kind of <laughs> stick their butts out and it bounces. Like here's my How do you transform? It's uh, yeah, I don't know. How I do it, you know. And, and I'm actually surprised, you know. It's sort of on a tangent. Like I just hate video game stories so much, and it's crazy, like how much, how many cutscenes are in an action game. This game has like a visual novel thing going on. Yeah, in it. like yeah. every every few levels you beat, there's like I don't know thirty pages, pages of, text, of text, yeah. pages. Pages. What? So much dialogue, yeah. so much text for a game for a thinly veiled game about looking at panties. Thinly veiled is <laughs> it's being generous. I know. No, it's totally about looking at panties. There's like right. yeah. So yeah, no, there's a lot of dialogue in this game, but it's a, it's an action game. It's a beat 'em up, and there's just a lot of dialogue, and I just hate that. It's an action game. Stop putting so much in action in this. Um, but I I like it. I think it's a I think it's a pretty good beat 'em up. Um, there's a pretty wide variety of moves. Uh, and the moves are all generally, like, the different girls operate differently. Like, they have sort of different moves. But, like, the actual combos are a lot like Smash Brothers. Like, the button inputs are the same for every girl, even if the actual move is a bit different. There's one girl I'm just terrible at. I think she's the one with the rabbit. I can't think of her name. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. The one where, like, when you hit the, the two shoulder buttons, is it? Or so it's like a cloud rabbit. She just kind of zooms in on yep. it. Yep. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's weird. I don't know what's up with that. I'm bad with her. Was that was that 
Was that L plus X or is that L and R, her L and R move? I think L and R like strips you down at the beginning of the level. So I don't think it's that. I think it's L and, L, L and X. It does change your uniform. That's when you transform and then like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to transform. That's the transform. Yeah. And then like yeah, the boobs bounce the everywhere. And then they kind of like stick their ass out at the camera. All right. Yeah. And then you get stronger. You can do more combos. Yeah, yeah. But I like it. There's some cool. There's some cool stuff in there, uh, especially with like the A button, like zoom in. Like if you knock someone away, you can hit the A button and like follow yeah, them. Yeah, I love that. I love the chase. I love the the home in chase on it. Yeah, no, there's there's it's it's definitely a good game. I I, I like it. I mean, it, it sucks that like, I mean, not that I'm squeamish about boobs or butts. Like I like I like girls' boobs and butts, and I'm just throwing that out there. And, but I mean, at the same time, like, I don't need them in my video game. Like, I don't, to me, like, it's like this really, like, stupid pandering thing that, that degrades. I'm not embarrassed by it. Like, I don't care. I mean, I post pictures of it on Twitter and Facebook. I really don't care that people know I own this thing. It's it's not embarrassment. It's just stupid, you know? (laughs) I don't think I need to beat the shit out of stuff. I, I, you know, and and have bouncing tits in it. I just don't think it's that. It's just I don't know. It's dumb. I mean, sometimes you're gonna get a video game developer who really, really, really likes boobs and butts, and he's gonna put that <laughs> in his game. He's gonna go, oh, man. I got this awesome idea. This <laughs> this beat 'em up game. You like? There's air combos knock people up. You could chase them down, and then there's just boobs and butts everywhere. Guy. And, <laughs> and then he's gonna find a team of people who's like, yeah, that sounds fucking awesome, and they're gonna make that game. I just I, I feel like it degrades the game. I feel like. You know, when you make a really solid game like that, I mean, because it is a solid game. Summer Figure is a, a solid game. And I, when it comes to the West, I invite people to check it out because it's good. But, I mean, I feel like it's like saying, like, oh, I don't feel like my game's strong enough without the boobs and butts. But it totally is. You have a good game and you put in you put in all this pandering and fan service and it's unnecessary. I mean, just reading comments from the dude, I'm pretty sure he just genuinely, genuinely loves boobs and butts. <laughs> I can't fault him there. I mean, they... <laughs> They they, awesome. he, he, he's <laughs> Chris, he's like they're awesome. <laughs> he's the he's the boobs is life and ass is hometown guy. That's his that was his motto. Yeah, <laughs> well, whatever. It's it's still a good game, even if it's sort of eye roll inducing. When when you level up, you get like longer combo strings and stuff, and it it gets uh it gets even more fun. I think. Uh, the longer you play, okay. So, so, it's, it's sort of like um, lollipop chains on that regard, where like a lot of the longer combos and moves are, are locked away at the beginning, and you have to you have to well in lollipop chainsaw you buy them, but in this game you just got to level up, and then you get a uh, you get more moves. Well, that's good though because I mean I'm not that far yet, but I mean I've been having fun with it, but I also feel like oh man, if this game's just stretched out, like I feel like fatigue is going to set in. But it's good to know that it does get more fun, like it it, it keeps the fun pace up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't. So apparently, you can also dress up your girls. What's that about? Because I don't have uh, access to any new outfits. How do you get those? You uh, there's like a there's a challenge list and like achievements, sort of. And I can't read any of them, but I know they're there because every once in a while, I'll unlock them. You unlock uh, some accessories through that, and then also just beating the game, you unlock some clothes. But the clothes don't do anything. I'm pretty sure the accessories will change some of your stats, though. Oh, okay. So, but it's mostly cosmetic. It's like, oh, I want. My girl to wear this bikini. Yeah, the clothes are cosmetic. The accessories, I'm pretty sure, will will change your stats around. Okay. I'll have to look into that. Um, I also played Sonic Lost World. Played the 3DS version, and it's not a good, it's not a, it's not a good game. <laughs> I, I played the Wii U version, so I don't know how we're going to, like, 
I don't know if we could get a cross dialogue going because well, they're they're very similar games, I imagine. But this is just it feels there's something weird and flimsy about it. Where like when I try to do a wall run, I kind of feel like I hope this wall run works. And and normally it does. Like I shouldn't feel that way because like nine times out of ten the wall run works fine. But there's just something weird and flimsy and not quite right about it. Where like these very basic moves, whether it's a wall run or whatever, they just feel off. They don't feel fluid. Um, I, I feel like I have to do something in particular to make the game accept my wall run or whatever. I mean, I'm just using that as an example, and I'm just hoping that I'm, I'm doing the thing the game wants me to do. I just feel See, like I, I feel I, like I, haven't, I haven't encountered that at all. Everything I, I do in the game, I, I, I just I'm worried that I'm going to do something inadvertently and die. Everything I, I do, whether I'm bouncing on clouds or zooming through rings. Whatever it is I'm doing, I'm feeling like I, I just – even though it's very rare that – I shouldn't say very rare. It's not common for the game to fuck up. It just feels like it's always going to – it feels like there's always that margin for error and it's not on my end. I have to find out exactly what the game wants me to do even if I'm doing it correctly. I feel like there's that slightly, like slightly, slightly with some of the homing stuff. Like you got to be facing what you want to home at. In a particular way, but I yeah, had, especially like caterpillars I, and things like that, you got to be particular about that. But I, I like otherwise, I have not had any like other problems in the, in the Wii U version. Hmm. Now, there's definitely that feeling in the 3DS version, and it's a shame too because I mean, well, I mean, the, the level design's kind of ho hum, but I mean, it, it could have been a decent game, but I just there's just a very uh, unsettling, sloppy kind of feeling to it, and not a sloppy where it's like. You know, because sometimes we talk about how we enjoy unpolished games because, you know, they feel more down-to-earth or made by humans or whatever reason, logic or rationale we have for it. This just feels sloppy and, like, not put together well. Like, at times, it reminds me of, like, Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast not put together. Like, I'm going to fall through the world or something. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I, I completely understand what you're saying, but that, I don't think that's the case in the in the Wii U. No, that's no, no. That's fair, I feel yeah. like this is like one of the more technically sound uh, Sonic games I've played. Actually, one of the most technically sound 3D uh, Sonic games. Anyway, like I, I'm actually like afraid of those types of things just from playing previous Sonic, like Sonic Adventure. Like you'll just like try to zoom in on something and then just go flying over a cliff. <laughs> and, I, I have not experienced anything like that at all in in uh, in Lost World. Mm. And like I said, it's not common for me to experience it, even in the 3DS version. But it's but it's, it's it's past Sonics, like you said, um, combined with the fact that I have experienced it in Lost World, and then on top of that, just the feeling it doesn't feel put together. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's just the feeling that it feels sloppy. It doesn't feel quite right. I, I like the part that I, I like the fact that Sonic Shell Shock actually factors. <laughs> I'm like Sonic PTSD, and I can't fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, what am I going to fall through the floor on this one? Now, and it just, it just doesn't. Nah, it just doesn't feel too intuitive. Just something so off about it, and I can't, I can't properly articulate. It just does not feel right. And the levels feel so long. Some of these levels just go on forever, and I'm like, this is so boring, though. Why is this level like 12 minutes long? This is nothing happening. There's definitely some long levels in uh in the Wii U version. And there's like a weird crafting system. Like I don't know what that's about. There's no crafting system in the Wii U. See, I collect items, and I craft, like, I, I haven't done it, because it's not explained. Like, oh, you can make a remote control car out of you. I'm like, why would I ever want to do that? 
<laughs> Those are just given to you. In the, there's like um like challenges that you'll get. Like stay a drill for thirty seconds, and if you're like you do that on a level, then you're just like given things. You're it's not you're like given a uh, airplane or something, but you're not you don't have to craft anything. And, I, and I'll come across like item capsules that are like ghostly, like they're not there, and I have to like. <laughs> Figure out like what item I, I don't I don't even All get right. it. None of that is in the Wii U version. I guess this I, does not sound good. I, I feel like I took the wrong version here, but it's it, it is it is not very good, and I'm very disappointed with it. Because I mean, because uh, I, I mean, even if I picked the wrong version, like even the handheld versions of Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations, maybe they weren't as good as their console counterparts, but they were still decent games. Like they were still res- respectable games in their own right. Like this just feels, like I said, sloppy and not put together very well. I wonder if, I mean, is this Dimp's first 3D Sonic game? Yes. I wonder if that factors into it. Probably. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually surprised at the Wii version. Let, let me get this out of the way. The Wii version, it's a very, very, um, it's a mediocre game with some flashes of brilliance, and that easily makes it the best 3D Sonic I've played. See, see here. <laughs> No, this is a this is a very sloppy game with some flashes of mediocrity. Like that's if the you know, and the thing is that the mediocrity was were, you know if that was consistent, I could I would actually play more of the game. But because I can't even like it can't even maintain its mediocrity. I can't I, there's I can't I can't play anymore. I'm shelving the game. I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You should you should watch some footage of the of the Wii version, like maybe like a few levels play through to see if it's comparable. Maybe. I mean, I wish I could describe, I wish I can properly articulate just how not right this game feels when you're playing it. Like, the wall running feels like it's just not going to work, and then you jump from one wall to another, and you're kind of like, I hope the game accepts this jump and I don't fall to my death. Like, it's it's just a very strange sensation throughout most of the game that I've played so far. No, I, I don't. There's nothing like that in the in the Wii version. I think I think the wall run works really well. Um, some of the wall jumping is tricky. Like it took me a while. Like you get, you can't just hit the jump button while you're on the wall. You got to like push away from the wall and jump. So there's some uh, finicky stuff uh, like that. But this is so weird. Like you jump at the wall, and it's kind of like you can't wall run on every wall. I mean, that's what feels so weird about it too. It's just kind of like. You have to wall run at specific times. It's it's like it's game determined when you do that, and then you jump on the wall. And then you, and then if you want to keep running against the wall, you have to press like Y or something like that. Like if he starts getting tired, you have to give him a boost by pressing Y. And if you don't want to jump off the wall, you have to press jump and wave. Like it's 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 just actually I I read I read in the 3ds like is the if is the wall running based on speed in that one or do you have to hold down a wall run button? Yeah, no, well, no, you have to run at it with speed, and then eventually he'll run out of steam, and he'll go like, oh, and they'll be like, I think there's, like, sweat marks coming off of it. And then you have to press, like, Y or X to give him a boost to keep running across the wall. What what does Y or X do in that game? I mean, because uh, in, in, in the Wii U version, you could spin dash while you're on the wall, and that'll give you, like, a little boost. Nah, you don't do that here. Yeah, and you could wall run on every wall. I, I Maybe you can, but I, I feel like there are walls I haven't been able to. So maybe it's most walls, and they're just something. I don't know. I, I was reading some complaints, about, like from people who have played both. I've been reading about some complaints about the wall running from on the 3DS version. So, so I mean, I'm not crazy in thinking that it feels weird and not complete. No, I've definitely, I've definitely re- uh, read some. I, what I read, they said it was 
even if you're going at a certain speed and you're not holding the the wall run button, Sonic will still try to parkour on it, which is not the case in the Wii U version. You have to hold down the run button for Sonic to to try to run. Which is which is another strange thing. There's a run button. <laughs> there is a run button. I like the run button actually. I, I prefer the run button compared to like Sonic Colors that had no run button. Well, the run button. Well, the run button's kind of necessary here because there's so many precarious areas where you can just fall off and die. You kind of need the run button. You kind of need to differentiate speeds because uh-huh. there'll just be points where you just be like, well, that's the abyss, and I don't want to run into that. The 3DS version is sounding awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not good. I'm very disappointed. I was hoping maybe comparable. You know, maybe not exactly the same, but perhaps comparable. No. This is not – it's not a quality project. It's unfortunate. I mean, there are problems with the Wii U version. Like one of the biggest things is that it feels like the Wisps were just thrown in as an afterthought. Uh, they shouldn't like, have done that. I don't think – I don't think the game needs two gimmicks. I think the – It, it didn't don't. need the Wisps. Like, like there's two levels really early on in the game that have the – I don't know, gravity wisp or something that just like you turn into a black hole or something. And then you never see that again for the rest of the game. It's just like in, the, in that one beginning area, it's not even, you don't need it in the level. Like you don't need it to progress through the level at all. I don't yeah. know why it's there. So there's just areas like that where the wisp That does sound thrown in there. Yeah, it sounds exactly very right. tight. The, then there are some levels where they seem like they're actually really well included. And like there's a rocket wisps levels where you're like blasting from one little planetoid to the other using the rocket. And it seems like it was uh, designed around that. So some of the Wisps, I don't know why they're there. Other ones, they actually make sense. Um, Another thing is there's like three different jump buttons in the game, and they all do different things when you uh, hit them again. That sounds fucking awful. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what's the bottom button on the the controller, the B button? If you like jump and then press B again, Sonic will – he'll just double jump. That's all he'll do. If you jump with the A button, well, you could jump with any button to start off with. It really matters what the second button press you is. If you press the A button in the air, he'll do his standard homing attack. But if you're not near anything, it'll do. It'll also do the the double jump. So I think that's, that's one of the problems. Like sometimes you're trying to homing attack and then you'll double jump, or sometimes you're trying to double jump and you'll homing attack. That's the way so, it works on the 3DS. You have B and A both do jumps, but they mm-hmm. all they both. And they'll both double jump if you hit them twice, not near anything. But they'll both also home if you're near something. Like, there's no way... They do the same exact... It's, a, it's like the Genesis controller. They do the same exact things. Yeah, what's the point of having two if they're going to do the same exact thing? Yeah, they really... I, they really <laughs> if they're both going to do the you know. same two actions, why not put those on the separate buttons? And the homing can really one fuck them, you up. One of them only does one of the same actions, though. One of them only <laughs> double jumps. One of them double jumps and attacks. But they should have kept the double jump off that attack one. And then there's right. a third one where if you hit it, um, Sonic does a homing kick. He, like, just kicks the shit out of an enemy. Yeah, they call that, like, somersaulting in this game. I'm like, what's a somersault? Why would I want to do it? There just doesn't seem any reason to do it. But they also, they, but those buttons also spin dash if you're, like, standing still. Yeah, see, in... The Wii U version, the L button spin dashes, and then you could like you could hold L and then start like tapping one of the jump buttons to like rev it up. I think L button recenters the camera, and you can move the camera. I can. Re- <laughs> I, th- I, I well, I don't know. The camera isn't. You can't move it on your own, but I think the L button like 
sort of like fixes it back behind because the camera just does whatever the fuck it wants and it's really annoying because like because forget trying to backtrack like i try to backtrack oh there's rings back there whoops bad idea because i can't fucking see yeah there's zero camera like movement at all in in the wii u version that's frustrating now, I, don't, I mean, the homing attack has made me, like, I have jumped into the air, tried to home at something, and then just Sonic doesn't home in on it, despite the fact the fucking red target's on it, and just flies past it and dies. All right. I will say, if the target is on an enemy in the Wii U version, it works 100% of the time. Most like, of the, the time, time it, it seems to work on the, on the 3DS version, but just a couple times I've gone, like, zooming past whatever. No, I, I've experienced that in past Sonic, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Heroes. I've experienced that exact phenomenon many times, and I was so afraid it was going to be the case again. And I've been so happy with the homing attack in this game, actually. I'm not even going to buy the Wii U version. This is dumb. I'm not even. I'm done. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, does 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 uh does the three DS version have like any of the auto running levels? More like Sonic Lost Under My Couch. Um, <laughs> not so far yet. Why he just he just runs? Yeah, he just runs. You you control left right movement. Um, a lot of times around like the tubular levels. Oh yeah, no no I've done that. Yeah yeah yeah. And then uh, you just control jumping. And, and then you miss all kind of rings. And then like there'll be like enemies in your way. And there's no indication that they're coming up. And I'll just run into them. I'm like, thanks, asshole. <laughs> no, they, they like light up big with the big homing beacon in the in the Wii U version. Like it goes beep and it gives you plenty of time. No, I died the, the, because the 3DS version sounds awful, dude. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it is bad. I don't want to play it anymore. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, I think the Wii U version's like okay at best. Um, yeah, but it's still, it's still has, it's still really fun. See, I would have so. accepted okay, like that would have been because I really, I, I do like colors and generations. Like, I don't think that like they're these amazing games, but I think they're good games. Like, I think they're good, solid games, and they were steps in the right direction for the franchise. And then I, and then I figured if this game, even if this game was okay, they'd be a step backwards. But even in a, va- but in a vacuum, I could, I could accept okay. Like this is just okay is what this best the game this can like hope for at best and most of the I time think, it's just annoying me. I think it's a lot better than colors. And uh, uh, well, I haven't played the Beavers, so I can't say. Um, even the bonus level, the bonus level is just so tedious. Like the bonus levels in this game are you're out in space and then you have to collect all these orbs, but you have to use a gyro control, so you have to like stand up and spin around and like look around, just like face raiders. <laughs> So you have to like like spin around and aim at these orbs and like maybe stop Sonic in midair, and then you get all wonky and backwards because the gyros are all fucked up, and then you're trying to collect these stupid orbs, and it takes like it's like five minutes long. You're five minutes of fucking you know spinning around in your chair or whatever trying to get these stupid orbs, and you get a chaos. It's dumb. All right, the, the bonus levels in the Wii U version are like you're at a carnival and you're either have a teeter totter or a cannon and you just like slide it back and forth and shoot balloons up in the sky. And last this like sounds stupid minutes. too. <laughs> it lasts like thirty seconds. It's actually like the it's sort it's sort of like a breakout or Arkanoid or something. So let me get you earn chaos emeralds with a teeter totter. Is that uh, <laughs> no? Like you get chaos emeralds by collecting all the red rings in a world. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? The, these, these bonus, the bonus levels are to get animals. Do these, do these, do these teams just not even talk to each other? Yeah, go make. Okay, so here's the thing: the levels they're shaped like tubes. Go make a game. And then Dim's made some broken ass thing, and Sonic teams like here's our. And then and Dim shows up to the science fair with their piece of garbage and their volcano that doesn't even work. And Sonic teams like, yo, what's up? And they get the blue ribbon. <laughs> what the fuck was Dim doing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. It sounds like there wasn't a lot of communication. No! There really wasn't. 
I, like, to be fair, like, I didn't even know there were Chaos Emeralds in this game until I got all the red rings on in one of the zones because I, nobody talks about them. There's, they're not, they're, there's tons of story. I don't know why. There's, like, fucking, there's way too much cutscenes in this game. They're, like, like almost before every level and sometimes even after a level. They're so compressed there's, and stupid in this game and, like, Robotnik shows up and then he's talking to these weird, goofy cartoon Looney Tunes monster characters from Space Jam. I don't even understand it. <laughs> I wonder, like, I wonder how different the story. Like in this one, he's trying to control them, and then Sonic kicks a flute out of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Not on my watch, Butnik. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And but then it turns out, like, then they're all like free to. That's the only way Robotnik was controlling them, and then they turn bad, and then Robotnik and Sonic team up, and uh, that's oh that's God. basically the story in the Wii U version. And then they will get chili dogs together at the end. <laughs> He keeps calling him Eggman for some reason. I don't get that. But, oh yeah. God. I don't know. I, I, I like all the throwbacks and the badniks. Um, like, a lot of the enemies I've not seen, for, like, since the Genesis. I'm like, oh, that's, uh, that's the mushrooms from Mushroom Cap or Mushroom Hill Zone and Sonic and & Knuckles. And those are the penguins from Ice Cap Zone. And, like, those are the bombs from Starlight Zone. And uh, stuff like that. I, I, a lot of the enemies I've not seen in a long time. But, no, I don't know. It's the Wii U version is decent. It's decent. It's decent to good. Box court right I, I there. Don't, I don't even think. I don't even think the 3DS version achieves good. <laughs> oh, there's also these uh, like Donkey Kong minecart levels, but it's just Sonic grinding along rails. Those are there's two of those, and they're hard, but they're completely fair. Every time I died, it was 100 percent my fault. I'm just afraid. Uh, sometimes I feel like I don't know. Like there's because there's red rings in this game too, but I think they're almost like score attack arcade kind of things mm-hmm. but i mean forget trying to go for them because sometimes i'll see it and i'm like yeah no like i'm gonna die getting that there's just no way like this game's gonna fuck me over somehow trying to get that red ring there's just no way and there's no backtracking you really cannot backtrack yeah, the, yeah. even in the weavers the backtracking is minimal if you're like there's some fairly big areas where you can backtrack but you just can't see behind you you so. can't you can't and then a lot of things just sort of eject you into an area and you can't, you you can't go back there's no way even if you wanted to try you couldn't do it so i mean like a game that wants you to like collect things and then there's rings and there's one ups and stuff like and then you make it so like i just i have to constantly move forward dumb do you have any side scrolling levels in yours yeah there's tons of them like there's levels that are like side scrolling and 3D and they swap back and forth and then some of those like, are some of the better ones on the 3DS. But, I mean, even those are kind of confusing. Like, they just – the level design's like, really haphazard. I actually – the level design on the 2D levels is really tight in this game. Like, that's one of my complaints about Sonic Colors. Like, uh, there's, like, some of the levels that where you could use the drill in Sonic Colors. And there's just, like, 50 fucking square miles of drilling. <laughs> you don't know where the fuck you're supposed to go, right? This level, There's actually, like, planned out routes where you're, like, jumping through uh, different – like hunks of dirt that are floating around. It's really cool. I re- actually really like the drill levels in, in this game. There would be like 2D levels here that have like eight different tiers. So like, no. so like you'll There's be, like- so you'd be like platforming or whatever. And then you like jump to this thing and then you home in on a bunch of enemies and you, you get up to a higher platform, but then you fuck up a jump and then you fall. And on your way down, you know, so there's, like, f- five different <laughs> other routes. And you're like, holy shit. Like, what is up with this level? It's excessive. Yeah, the Wii U version actually goes like it's like Sonic One level where like there's like one main tier and then there's maybe like a secondary tier that you could jump up to and that's no it. There's like two tiers tops on on the two D levels. Man, it's actually really coherent. 
I'm just imagining the fucking like ghost night from like Indiana Jones telling me I chose poorly right now. <laughs> <laughs> because that's exactly what happened. Because oh, wow. traditionally, handheld Sonics were a safe bet. I mean, I know you didn't like you didn't care for a bunch of them. But I mean, I think overall, there's there. Were, it's been a while since a really bad handheld Sonic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this is it. Here you go. This is this is the bad one. <laughs> Found it. <laughs> yep. On the other hand, the Wii version really surprised me. I, I like the game. Nice. I like I like the Sonic game. It's weird. Well, why don't we transition? I mean, there's probably a bunch more games I could talk about, but um, that's what I'll talk about. And we can we can transition to, in, into you. Talk about some Sonic Lost World or whatever you've been playing. I, I feel like I talked enough about it. I okay. Well, uh, anything else you've been playing? Yeah, um, I played some Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops on the PSP. Speaking Why? of Pokemon, speaking of Pokemon, this <laughs> game is fucking weird. Uh, it's not. There's not like a progressive level to level thing. You could constantly revisit levels, and you capture enemies and stick them in your truck, and then they have stats and then you could like use them in the it's pokemon it's like metal gear solid mixed with pokemon but you're capturing people for some reason and it's stupid it's really really stupid you, um, well in that and that one i think you actually have to capture them and carry them back to like a truck or something right yeah you gotta yep. drag them back to your yeah. truck in the in the, in like, the and what was what was the other psp one Peace Walker. Peace Walker. You, 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 attach, you attach a balloon to them and they fly away. I'm like, whoop, gotcha. <laughs> Even like if you're indoors, you could use the balloon. Use uh, and they just fly away. <laughs> that sounds at least more convenient than Dragon. It is yeah, more convenient, it's but ridiculous, it's ridiculous, but, but it's, it's way better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so then you could like switch through different characters, and I guess they have different um, attributes. Like if you're a soldier, you could walk among other soldiers. But for some reason, if a doctor sees you and you're a soldier, the doctor won't react to any of the other soldiers. But no, he'll react to you, and then there's alarms going off everywhere. Um, but man, this game's like just everything about it. I don't like, I stopped playing it. I stopped playing it. This is like the only game I've been streaming that I did not beat. And I actually just, I just gave up on it. Um, God, there's this boss battle. There's one I've been playing. I'm sure I'm like more than halfway through and I've finally hit a boss battle and it's it's a dude named Python, I think. And I'm like trying to use all these different like Metal Gear, uh, strategies to beat him, you know, like hiding behind here, wait till he shows up, shoot him or something. First, this guy has way too much health, way too much health. And no matter what I tried, he'd always kill me before I could kill him. Finally, the strategy I, I figured out that works, I run through a door, he chases me through the door, I shoot him in the head, I run back through the door, he runs back through the door, I shoot him in the head. <laughs> and I just did that for like 10 minutes because he has like way too much health. And that's how I took down the first boss in that game. And I went, what the fuck? Who made this game? <laughs> Who made it? It's like an imitation of, of Metal Gear. Uh, um, so that game's bleh. Uh, I've been playing... I played some game called Speedrunners, which is a uh, it's a PC game. I think it's only on Steam right now, and I think it might still be in beta. I'm not sure. Picture a 2D platformer with a looping area, and then you race through it like Mario Kart, but you're running and platforming as you race. Uh, and you have a Batman grappling hook. So and, uh, eventually, so you're running to the right, and eventually, or left. or left, and eventually you come back around to the place that you started at. Yeah, so you either like go up, up and around. It's so then like all the courses are circles. So you go up and around, and then back to where you started, or down and around and back to where you started. 
Um, so there's wall jumps. You can wall jump. You can. Um, there's white ceilings where you could shoot at your grappling hook. Your grappling hook comes out at a 45 degree angle no matter what. Um, so you could attach uh, to ceilings with your grappling hook, and that'll like fling you up different courses and stuff. There's um, there's these bathtub looking things. I, I, they, I think they're bathtubs. And if you run through those, uh, they fill up a boost meter that you have, and then you can like use your boost meter, and it slowly drains whenever you use your boost. And then there's uh, items as well, like there's uh, homing rockets and like crates you could drop behind you. And um, the best one, the best item that you get is the is it's a grappling hook. It looks just like your old grappling hook, but it homes on it homes in on whoever's in front of you and just pulls them way back behind you and boosts you up a little, so you just sort of reverse places with them. Uh, but it's really fun. Like the controls are really tight. The level design is really good because it's like a it's like a uh, how do I say? it's like a Ninja Gaiden type game where you're just running up walls and bouncing off walls and jumping back and forth and swinging around and sliding under things. There's a slide move. You slide under low ceilings and it's really intense. It's four players. Um, you can play it online and it's just uh, foot racing. It's like, it's like park. It's like parkour racing basically is what it is with some like Mario Kart elements. But it's really fun. Uh, unfortunately, it does have... Oh, I should probably explain how the races work, by the way. You don't just win by crossing the finish line. Uh, you win by making the other person f- f- uh, fall so far behind that they're no longer on the screen. So it's sort of like Smash Bros. in that way. Huh. So if you if you fall behind far enough, then, um, then you're out. And then the last person standing uh, wins. And then the first person to win three times on a course goes but obviously like if two people are doing really well nobody's ever going to fall off the screen so gradually the screen just starts the real estate of the screen starts shrinking and shrinking so the borders start coming in and until you're like racing on this little tiny patch of screen uh so then it's really easy for somebody to fall out of the course i guess um the beta was having some problems where sometimes like even if you're winning and you're so far ahead the screen wouldn't scroll forward with you and then you would just like die even though you were you were in the lead and then another one where if a person started going backwards on the course it would just sort of break the entire game and people would just start falling through the floor and um nobody would win for like five minutes it's just like it was the camera of the game would just like start zooming in on random ass elements of the of the level where none of the characters are so it had some problems i don't know if it still does i haven't played it in a few weeks but it's actually a really fun game um, what else have I played? I played through Fatal Frame 4. I finally conquered my fears because I streamed the entire game. So I had like a chat room full of people who I could be like, Are you guys still there? I'm terrified. But this game is, it's really good. And I hate it at the same time because it's so damn terrifying. You were mentioning uh, horror games where it makes you, there's like no route ahead, but where you just saw like some incredibly creepy thing and one moment early <laughs> in the game, one moment in the early in the game that I could remember uh it really stood out to me there's a prologue chapter there's mm, I don't know where to start in this you play there's uh it's chapter based and each chapter you play as uh one of four different characters one of them you only play as in in the prologue and then there's three other characters two different girls and a and a dude and they never interact within the story itself as you're playing Except for in this one, in the first chapter of the game, I'm pretty sure it's right towards the end of the chapter, you go into this library. Finally, you get into the library. You see some, like, ghost girl peeking out at you from the door in the library early on in the chapter. 
but the door's locked and you got to like figure out how to get in there, whatever. You get into the library and just standing in the corner in one dark ass corner of this little tiny library. It's a very small library. is just uh, a ghost girl just standing there facing the corner. And you know that you have to approach her. You can't do anything in the game. If you want to progress through the game, you have to walk up to her and you have to interact with her. And it's actually the girl that you play with uh, in the in the prologue, she's she's dead now. And so you slowly walk over there. And this game, you can't just pick items up. You have to hold down the A button and, like, you slowly reach out your hand to pick up items. And they do that because sometimes, like, ghost hands will come out at you or whatever. It makes it more tense. And in this, when you interact with this ghost, you have to hold down the button. And your character just slowly reaches out to this ghost girl's shoulder and, like, you, you can let go of it and she'll pull her arm back. And it's just, like, for, it, like, prolongs this suffering of you having to interact with this terrifying thing. And then as soon as you reach her shoulders, she like starts doing one of those, uh, grunge, uh, uh, things. I like, like she sh- slowly turns her head towards you and it's just awful. It's awful. And it's like genius how it's all set up. And, uh, it's a good game. It's a good game. Cool. I like it. It's, it's scary. It's, it gets less, it actually, it starts off scary and it gets less scary as you go on. Um, I think around chapter eight or something, um, the environment changes drastically, and I feel like it changes to a way less scary uh, environment. <clears throat> and uh, so I was able to brave it out. I was able to tough it out at the end more easily. I will say it's the stupidest ending of, of a video game ever. And I don't mean like story-wise. I mean gameplay-wise. I feel like I need to ruin this because the ending is you playing a piano with the Wii controls, like with the pointer controls. That's like... There's a really easy boss. You could get rid of her really quick, and then you got to play a piano. And if you mess up playing the piano, you got to like fight this really easy boss again. And it's like annoying. It's like this long ass song. You point at the keys on a piano, and then you just like push A, and you got to like get it in a close enough rhythm. And it's just like the worst, worst way to end a video game. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking there. <laughs> um, the sound design's really good though in the game as well. Just like. Just creepy, creepy sound design. Just every like you hear like breathing, and just like different noises, and just unsettling things. Oh, the game's creepy. There's like uh, just play the game. If you could import it and and, and play with the English patch, I recommend it because I think it's a really good game. Um, so I feel like there's one more thing I want to talk about that, but that might have been Sonic Lost World. So I think I am out. All right, Chris, what have you been playing? I don't know how we go like a month and I play like two things, but <laughs> all right. What what um, cross? That's what always. No, 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 <laughs> fuck you. What cross? Um, well, I played Zelda, which we already talked about, you know, a million times on this podcast. Have you beat? Have you beat it? Right? No, I'm near the end, but I have. How I have like. I have. I haven't played in like a week. I have like three heart pieces left to get, and I don't want to go find them. He's, he's, when I was when he's I was making out with Walt Disney's frozen head for the past week. No, <laughs> when I was playing like. When I was playing like two and a half, three weeks ago, you were like around the same area I was in. Where was that? I don't know. He's so exasperated. Listen, to, where was that? He doesn't really he doesn't <laughs> answer your questions. What about your bullshit? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't, it was like one of the last two dungeons. Let the man talk. Like I was playing, I was streaming, and Chris was what, like, whatever in Zelda, Skype whatever. chat, and he was playing Zelda too. It doesn't you matter. Know? Doesn't matter. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I've been playing Ace Attorney, Dual Destinies. Oh, how is it? It's really good. I mean, if you played Ace Attorney, you know, you kind of know what to expect. It is very much 
uh, in line with, with the most of the Ace Attorney games, Miles Edgeworth notwithstanding. Um, it, they have streamlined some of the stuff a bit um, and like the investigations um, to make things a little simpler maybe, or not, not, not necessarily easier, but to make things more straightforward or um, like when you're, when you're investigating and you have to mouse around to try to find clues, um, something that you've already investigated, it'll, it'll indicate that. So you don't waste time, you know, getting information about something you've already checked out, um, which is nice, you know, cause it's, it's a pain in the ass when you do that and just waste time. Um, when you're, when you're moving between different areas, you can just pick whichever area you want to go to rather than have to travel between all the, the in-between areas, um, which I guess in that way was probably more, you know, realistic and probably just added some time to the game. But this way is just much more straightforward and, you know, you don't want to waste time doing that. Um, I, I really like surprisingly the animation in this game. You know, I was a little worried going into it because they've, they've changed to the 3d models. Like, you know, um, professor Layton did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that Layton versus Ace Attorney is going to be the same way, but it, the animations in this game are really, really good. Yeah. Well, um, I, of the, of the little I've seen of the, of the animations of the 3d models, they still stick very much to like 2d animation philosophy where they don't like mind jumping, like huge amounts of frames or whatever, you know? Between, yeah. They're, uh, Layer. Yeah, they're, they're 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 very good, and they stick stick to the the same kind of thing that you see in, you know, the older games. I mean, there's they're a little more complex sometimes, and they tend to move throughout rather than having you know just just three frames or whatever. But uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so it it works really well, um, and the 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 areas that you that you investigate are, are three D as well. So it doesn't necessarily just look like you're looking at, you know, a JPEG like you were in. (laughs) I mean, the the DS games, I love them, but they were they were originally GBA games, at least the first three. So, you know, they didn't have a whole lot to work with there. Whereas now you can you can look at rooms from different angles and, you know, um, different things will obviously pop out of the screen because they're 3D. Um, But it, it it. it's definitely a huge improvement over the way the DS games looked because they really weren't designed for the DS. You know, even, even Apollo Justice and, and Miles Edgeworth, they still had, you know, very static backgrounds. Um, so, so the change from that is, is a, I like it a lot. Is the, is the humor, is the humor and writing still good? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. God. And it's still completely ridiculous. Like the, the, the prosecutor in the second case um, is a convicted murderer, um, and he's he's in chains throughout the the case. <laughs> All right, that sounds because genius. He's just, he's just such a good prosecutor, I guess, that it doesn't matter that he's a convicted murderer. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how how great it's going to stack up against against all of them. I mean, I'm only on the second case, and you don't really know that until everything comes together at the end. But I, I yeah. am definitely really enjoying it overall. Um, if there's any, any complaint I would have, I would say that there's just not a lot of Phoenix yet. Um, in his, in the, the law practice, there's, he has like a couple assistants, Apollo justice is there and there's a new character named Athena. Um, and most, or at least half of the first case you play as Athena and then Phoenix Wright shows up halfway through. Um, and the second one seems to be mostly Apollo justice. Um, and I hear that, that, that continues to happen throughout, you know, you switch between characters, which, I guess it's cool because, you know, we had three games of, of Phoenix Wright, but 
being that it's been so long since since we saw Phoenix Wright, really. Um, you know, I was hoping to get a little more of him, but that's not to say that the game is bad. It's just, you know, something I was hoping for. But overall, it, it is really great. You know, if you enjoy the Phoenix Wright games, you will enjoy this one, I think, and perhaps even a little more so because of the, you know, some of the streamlining they've done. Sweet. Yeah. So I need, to, I need to I need to get back and finish that series up so I can get to it. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you still on the third one? Yeah. Uh, you need to finish that. That is the best one, I think. I mean, this one overall is probably, I mean, the streamlining stuff will probably make the gameplay better overall, but the story in the third one just wraps up so fucking well. All right. Got to get back to it. Yeah. Um, but that that's the most thing I've been playing the most lately. I mean, I played a bunch of the Street Pass stuff while I was in while I was in Disney. Um, but I don't really know what I have to say about that. Um, What's your favorite one of the new Street Pass games? Me Force. Me Force is, is probably the best one. Um, I've I actually like been back in some of the older <laughs> or some of the previous levels in that and trying to, you know, get it, um, beat those without without getting hit or get mm-hmm. the high score and stuff. Because I had I had gone through and beaten the levels, but not not done the extra stuff. So um, being in Disney and getting being able to get, you know, 10 street passes so I can load up my weapons is, is a good time to do that. I, you know um, what I've been using? I've been using one of the relay stations from Starbucks. That's yeah, awesome. I've been, I've been noticing those, those have been helping a lot lately too. You know, I'd go, I'd come home at night and I have, you know, 10 street passes stacked up. Whereas I used to, you know, just carry it around for a couple of days and hope that I had a couple. You had like one. Yeah. No, exactly. I was so going so far I, as to say that like me force is one of my favorite games of the year. Like, top five. Uh, Not kidding. Really? Because, you, you gotta understand, actually, Kotaku, I think it was, was it, was it Totilla who wrote it? Yeah, he did. I, I know what you're talking there about. There was a yeah. fantastic piece they did, because these are, these are such low-key games, like, barely any advertising these games exist. But the, 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 the concept of playing a, a a social game like this, not like Farmville where like you have to spam someone's wall to get them water, water your plants or whatever, but this kind of this kind of concept where you street pass someone and you get their shirt color and that affects your game, like it's such an amazing concept. And Me Force is a great game on its own. In fact, sometimes I really wish I could just I, I could just play Me Force by its. I don't know who developed that, who did that one. Good that was feel. a good feel. That was good feel. Yeah, that's right. It was good feel. Because it was good feel. I think Prope did one, did they? Or? Yeah, I think yeah, Prope, Prope did, did the mansion. Yeah, Grezzo. Grezzo yeah. did the gardening one. Um, but I, Me Force, I, you know what? Just give good feel free reign to do like a standalone Me Force downloadable game. I would buy the shit out of that. But I mean, as like this like social game, like it's such a crazy concept. And it's such a good game in its own right that, I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I really like it. Yeah, me. I think Me Force is so fantastic because it is a good game in its own right. You know, I mean, I used to really enjoy getting street passes, but more for you know, I, to get a puzzle piece or to you know see where people came from or whatever. I mean, uh, Find Me. You know, I'd play it, but it, it wasn't really fun in its own right. You know, if you take away street pass, it's nothing basically. Right. Whereas Me Force is is very fun in its own right, it's, or it seems like it would be. Obviously, you can't really play it without Street Pass, but um, it seems like it would be a, a, a blast even without that. Yeah, yeah. Who did the the feudal one? Warriors Warriors Way, I think. Yeah, I don't know who did that one. I don't know. The, I only got uh, Me Force and the the Mansion one. I didn't get the other two. 
Well, you didn't. I just listened to that rabbit when he's all like, "Just buy them all, Seth. <laughs> buy them all." That's okay, I rabbit. <laughs> I I I kind of don't regret ignoring those because I feel like I'd spend so much time just clearing them out. Yeah, that that you know, when I was in Japan, that was kind of like I had to clear them out before I go out again, so I get more street passes. I did have to do that, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's less of a that's less of a problem here in the U.S. Yeah, that's true. So, so hey guys, um, I don't know if you guys have anything more uh, pertinent you'd like to say, but I'd like to wrap this up because I don't want the file size to be too big because then it becomes like uneditable, like it won't import. <laughs> so, no, that's, yeah, no, that's uh, I want to go to bed. So, okay, and I have to pee like crazy. All right, so. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, you guys take it easy. Bye.